This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, sports fans? It's your host, Blake Anthony from Sports Talk 49, always shot live on BucksReport.com. Um, every Tuesday at 3.30, you can find me there. But I'm here today, and that is Blake Anthony and just as Blake. I need your help. I need your help helping out, reaching out to the community of Tampa Bay and help feeding them by donating whatever you can afford to feeding Tampa Bay. And any donation you give automatically enters you and a chance to win a XL Pewter Mike Evans jersey. And when you enter that, your name, and I'll get your name and your address and everything in case you win on August 1st. And if you have any questions, you can find me at 49sportstalk at gmail.com, or you can find me at BlakeAnthony49 at Twitter or BlakeAnthony49 on IG. Or you can reach out to me on Bucks Report at any given time, and I will return your message as soon as I can. But it's important that we help out our fellow brothers and sisters and children out there, even though we aren't affected personally. But somebody else you may know, somebody else's brother, sister, or cousin may be affected by this, and you may not know. So any contribution could help out. As always, if you've been following me for the all the years I've been doing this, I do charity every year. And today is Feeding Tampa Bay because of the COVID-19 situation, the COVID relief uh, effort that uh, Feeding Tampa Bay is trying to help out. So whatever you can give would be deeply appreciated. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. If you see this advertisement anywhere, that is part of me and that is part of what we got going on here. Of course, if you have any questions, by all means, reach me at any of those I listed above. And whatever you can give, be deeply appreciated. You don't know who can who it can help out in the future. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys following me for so years, so many years, and supporting me. I uh, wouldn't be here without you. I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys are staying safe out there with your loved ones and your families, and keep fighting the good fight to the cures found for this ter- terrible virus. Thank you, guys, and God bless. And as always, fire those cannons. Target on this. I get at least four. I ain't throwing it ever. Nice. Go! Turn, 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 turn! Oh, there he is. 
Ah, fellas. Bruce Arians here with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During these difficult times, it's important that we all show we care about our community's health. You could spread COVID-19 without knowing it. Wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance from each other, stay strong, and go Bucks. Realizing my potential has been what my career has been all about. Things that I've dreamed about have actually come true. And the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Things have happened in my life as I kind of hoped they would happen. It's been, I mean, just a complete evolution. You know, how I just kept kind of fighting and clawing to continue to, to power forward. You just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you keep trying to make progress. So when I look at over 20 years, I look, look how far I've come. But there's not one step that I took where I realized, look how far I've come. But those series of steps that I put together um, I go, wow, that's, man, that's quite a journey. Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Sports Talk Television Live Nightly on Bucks Report. It's the Sports Web Pro Football Edition. I'm your host, Peter Blake, giving you something to think about. And as we always start off the Sports Web, let's just get it out of the way right on Monday. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. On tonight's show, we'll have the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend, 40 years of sports broadcasting experience, WTSP Channel 10, WFTS Channel 28, Mr. Al Keck on with us uh, coming up here in a couple minutes, and then we'll have the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty, former coach scout, and now media member of Night Sports Productions at 10 o'clock, and then at 10.30, Rick Hughes from the cheap seats before we get to that they'll want to get to one of our newest sponsors here it's mycannabiscar.com <clears throat> find a natural way of healing with medical marijuana and fast track uh, cannabis 
card evaluations near you. Once again, that is mycannabiscard.com. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get them on. The Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend himself, Mr. Al Keck. Welcome to the evolution of sports talk television, my friend. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Peter. How are you? I am doing great. A lot of things to talk about on this pro football edition. Of course, the phone line is always open here. 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391. And I think the biggest story or the biggest stories have been the opt-outs and the COVID list. Let me ask you this, Al. Are you surprised that there's nearly 40 players that have opted out in the NFL this year because of COVID-19? Well, not surprised because... Again, the highest payment, if, again, you can prove that you are a health risk, it's $350,000. So if you have any questions, if you have any questions about what it's going to be like for your family, um, I don't have a problem with that at all. It's $350,000. Uh, if, if you're not really into this, you know, then you have a choice. And there's so much that happens every day. Every day changes. Uh, every day I feel like there is a, a new feeling about the way things are going. And, you know, let's let's see what happens. I What I do find interesting is that you have so many members of the Patriots and really you don't have anyone from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which tells you that it's very clear in that building there is a feeling that, hey, we're going for it. And it doesn't matter what's going on with this, you know, with this pandemic and in the National Football League. Tom Brady has gotten to this roster and he makes it very clear he wants to win a Super Bowl and he's changing the culture with this football team. He really is. I've been uh, criticized for this by Johnny Dean, one of your favorite callers, the professor himself, by saying, it's this year and next year Super Bowl or bust, especially this year. And people will say, Johnny Dean says, well, if it's a bust, you know, how could you say that? Because if it doesn't necessarily work out, then you have to change it over again. But, you know, once again, I get it. It's the goal every year. But especially this year with getting a Tom Brady and a Rob Gronkowski and now a LaShawn McCoy, which happened uh, last week. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, is it fair to say Super Bowl or bust this year for this team? Who cares if they get that far? Fantastic. You right. know, if they get close, fantastic. If all they do is get to the playoffs, fantastic. Where have they been? What the last 12 years? <laughs> you know, nothing. you're going to, you're going to complain about that. So if it happens this year and next year, and then Tom goes away, either he retires or he leaves and the Bucs have to find a new quarterback, and they make the playoffs the last two years, are you going to whine about that? I, I don't know a true Buccaneer fan who's gone through what this team has gone through over the last 12 years that would whine about that. Now, with that said, let me say happy 43rd birthday to Tom Brady. Because to me, again, to me, he's just a kid. <laughs> well, you want to you want to feel even older. It's Ronald Jones's birthday. He's twenty three. There we go. And and what? This is his third year. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, big-time expectations of Ronald Jones. But according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, the NFL is pushing the move up the deadline from one week. So now it could be Tuesday or Wednesday uh, with these opt-outs. The deal has not yet been officially finalized. But if it was, it would be next Saturday. Do you feel like the NFL is kind of in panic mode where they didn't necessarily expect so many players to opt out? I don't think so because, again, it depends on the team. Right now, the Bucs haven't had anybody truly of any consequence opt out. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Bottom line, September 13th or September 10th, they're supposed to line up. And at that point, you don't think about opt-outs. You think about how you can play football. And that's what I want to see. And um, I love that Johnny Dean brought that up because he's one of my favorite webheads. And I love anything he has to say because he's highly intelligent when it comes to sports. I may not always agree with what he has to say, Mm. but I know he's thought through it. And he has a very valid opinion. But it may be a wrong opinion. But I love listening to him. So now, one of the players that opted out was CJ Mosley. We were talking about this off the air. He only played two games last year. Guess how much he got paid for those two games? How much? $29 million. He also got a $10 million bonus in March. He decided to opt out. Could this be one of the reasons why the NFL is trying to move this up? Or uh, am I making too much of a big deal about this? <laughs> and and who's the dumb one in this? You know, I, think I don't team. think it's C.J. Mosley. No, definitely. Know, because anytime I can get money for free, and it's a large amount of money, uh, I look pretty smart. And everyone else looks kind of dumb. So, you know, if he can pull that off, God love him. Yeah, the highest-paid Jets player on this team. Now the cap would have been 17.5, but it's actually going to go to $7.5 million this year. Uh, They also lost Jamel Adams in the trade. So the the Jets uh, living up to their name uh, just in the season. Uh, That's how it's going for the Jets. Uh, Of course, we talked about the Patriots. Uh, With all those opt-outs now, do you feel like the Patriots really are that are going to be that competitive, even with the Cam Newton? And do you somewhat feel bad for Cam Newton uh, because he's going to a team where he thought that you know a lot of a lot of the pieces that are leaving now were going to be around him? Do you feel bad for Cam? And do you think that Bill Belichick could be up to something with probably trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, who's the head coach of right. the New England Patriots? Bill Belichick, <laughs> right? And so, am I going to feel sorry for Cam Newton? I don't think so. And if, you know, Bill has certainly shown that he's a little bit smarter than most other guys. So, you know, if it means he uses Cam Newton this season, Cam then has an opportunity to have the best season he can and audition for his next job. And if he doesn't take advantage of that, that's on Cam. And if Bill Belichick uses this to get Trevor Lawrence, or Justin Fields, or the quarterback at North Dakota State, you know, we're going to criticize him for that? You know, it means he is what he is, the greatest of all time, and smarter than anybody else. 
Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that would say it's kind of unfair. It's an unfair unfair advantage by Belichick what he's doing. But I feel like there are players that are generally concerned about this COVID nineteen. Now, to speak about that, uh, it looks like well, it doesn't look like Doug Peterson uh, has uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen. He's the second NFL coach besides Sean Payton who tested positive in March. Any concern at this juncture where? Uh, I get it. The NFL wants to play the first week of September, but there could be uh, some type of outbreak. I go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation where they already have three running backs. Is that the biggest concern with position groupings where then the team has to account for signing uh, those groups? And can the NFL go through that? Well, again, the biggest problem will be if, you know, in any given room, what happens if quarterbacks for any team? Mm-hmm test positive and you've got two guys that test positive well if it's the starter and the backup then you've got a real problem you know if it's the coaching staff then you've got a real problem so all of this stuff is brand new stuff and you know the success and let's look at the minnesota vikings you Mm -hmm. know a team where their head trainer and the guy that they have a fairly new facility that's just gorgeous. And a new facility that, you know, the head trainer brought in Peter King, who's one of the top reporters in pro football, into their facility, showed it off, showed what a great facility it is. A week later, he tests positive. You know, so these type of things are going to happen. So how do you come back from that? How do you rally from that? How do you get ready for the season from that? How do you get ready for any given game from that? All this stuff is stuff that, you know, teams have to think about. And it's going to be part of this season. That's why I believe the team that wins this Super Bowl, you know, I just want this team to go through 16 regular season games, a playoff, and a Super Bowl. Believe me, the team that wins this Super Bowl will have earned it. Would you have any problem with them cutting down the season? I don't know if I've asked you this before, but this has kind of been talked about. Uh, this was asked locally to Cameron Brayton. He was you know, cautiously optimistic about them going through a full 16-game season, 16 game season. Would you be okay with them cutting it down if it meant you still get a postseason and, of course, a Super Bowl? It all depends on the situation. I mean, the National Football League, remember, they're going to do everything they can to get as many games in because that's – how they get as much money as possible into their pocket. Mm-hmm. So does it really affect me? Once I leave my door here and I go to buy groceries or I go for a run or I go for a workout or I go to whatever, is that really going to affect me? No, but it will on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday as in how many games can I watch? You know, you know it'll affect me in that way, but that's it. You know, whatever happens to this National Football League season happens. And however they decide to divide up the regular season and the playoffs and it gets to a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl is played here, I don't care. I just want to see it. And this whole season will be just a different ball game altogether but it'll be a different ball game for everybody. And so whatever it is, you know, after 
going from March, April, May, June, and most of July without watching anything of any kind of consequence, do you think if they cut the regular season from 16 games to 12, I'm really going to whine? I don't think so. And that's a question for the night out there, team fans. If you, would you have a problem with them cutting the season down from a 16-game season to 10 or 12? 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend, Mr. Alcat. Going back to Peterson, of course, uh, the last two years, 9-7, and seven, but won a Super Bowl in 2017. Uh, do you feel kind of sorry for the coaches because they don't have – uh, that opt-in clause where they get 150,000 stipend or 350,000 stipend. Uh, so that's why a lot of people have said coaches are basically soldiers at this point. They're all going to stay in. But do you feel like coaches and referees should have some stipend themselves? Well, ask any coach, ask any referee if they want to be a part of this. And I can all but guarantee you that they're all going to want to be a part of it. And mm -hmm. That's how they're wired. And are there situations that you, you know, really like to look back at and say, well, you know what? I've got to protect my kids. I've got to protect my family. You know, this is what they do for a living. And, you know, we have things that we love. We may have a job that we love. Peter, what if someone told you that because of the virus, you could only, you could do fewer shows and that would be it. How would you feel? I you would try to do as many shows as you possibly could, I would think. Yes. So that's what it is. And because this is their passion, this is what they want to do. This is how they want to do it, whatever it is. Now, Bruce Arians is kind of a different situation. He's 67 years old. He's a three-time cancer survivor. So when he says, I don't care what it is, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm not going up to the press box. I'll wear whatever you need me to wear. I'll wear a hazmat suit if you need me to on the, you know, on the sideline. But I'm going to be on the sideline and I'm going to coach this football team. So when that's the case, then when you're watching that game and you understand that, then you know everybody's in and then you're in. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some risk there, but I think, like you said, coaches want to do this. Bruce Arians even talked about his health condition last year where he said, if I have to die for what I love on the field, it doesn't matter because it's what I love. So that that's the attitude that coaches are going with. You have Pete Carroll, who it's going to po possibly affect because he's up there in age. Bill Belichick is up there uh, in age. Uh, there's one player, though, that doesn't necessarily feel like that, and that would be Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he says the NFL season shouldn't happen. Owners don't see us as human. He says we're not ready for football season. So why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously for their money, and and that bothers me because there's always been this. And I hate saying it like that, but the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys. And just kind of like unfairness going on that they don't see us as human. I just feel like the season shouldn't happen, and I'm prepared for it to not happen. And he even says, and I wouldn't mind it not not having it at all. So, fans, how do you feel about those comments? And, Al, are those fair comments? I mean, is that something you want to hear if you're a football fan from a guy that's making 
millions and millions of dollars who could be one of the best wide receivers in the game, but obviously it's you know off the field stuff with the boat and being on a bed with an Instagram model with a funny cigarette and just doing all kinds of stupid stuff that people more than less focus on that instead of his talent. Is he correct in what he's saying? Well, let's remember where he's coming from because it's all about where every individual is coming from. Mm -hmm. In his case, he's got a huge contract that's had a huge signing bonus. So he may have $30 million in the bank. So is it really that important for him to play this season when he can sit out and he can live whatever lifestyle he wants and it's really not going to affect him? So it's very easy for him to say that, you know, whereas the average player who's on a contract where you're making six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. And with that. You have taken your cost of living and you've taken it up to six to seven hundred thousand dollars a year, which means you probably have a big house payment. You may have two because you probably bought a house for your folks. You probably have two to three cars. And your cost of living is such where you're up against it for six to seven hundred thousand dollars a year. So you don't want to go a season without getting a paycheck. And the rest of us can really identify with that guy. We may not make six to seven hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's all relative. We may make ten percent. You know, we may make seventy percent, or you know, seventy thousand dollars a year. And if that's the case, we're going to do everything we can to keep as much of that seventy thousand dollars as we can, because we haven't done anything to lose our job. It's, it's just a weird roll of the dice with a, you know, pandemic coming in. And, but when you have an electric bill, you can't go to the electric company and say, listen, it's a pandemic. You know, I only made 70 grand, right. you know, cut me some slack. You know, that ain't going to happen. They're going to do, they're going to turn your power off at the drop of a hat. So they have to make a living just like you and I have to make a living, just like everybody has to make a living. And so if Odell Beckham says that, he's in a situation to where he can take a year off and it's really not going to affect him. So, you know, if I'm his teammates and I'm that mid-tier guy that may be a second-team linebacker or even a second-team um, wide receiver, you know, I may say to Odell Beckham, if you want to take the year off, take it off because I may have some, you know, some uh, incentives that kick in. I may be able to show this team just how important I am to them. I may, able to, may be able to show to other teams the abilities I have had. I, I do have. So take that year off. Take a hike. I don't care. And if Odell Beckham says that, but bottom line, he hasn't opted out yet, so it's easy to talk. And if there's anything we've seen from Odell Buckham is that he does talk. But I haven't seen him give up a paycheck yet. 
Yeah, and the word is that he's not going to opt out, according to uh, various sources. He also said uh, that I can understand basketball was already in the playoffs. Five-on-five basketball in the arena is going to be more intense than regular season games. Uh, hooping is different than playing an 11-11 contact sport where there's 80 people in the locker room. I, I mean, that's that's kind of the biggest point here is how can you social distance in the locker room? And I think the NFL has a plan. Uh, but their players, you know, some of them really just don't necessarily believe in it. The amazing thing is, while all this is going on with the NFL trying to advance uh, the opt-out date, the NFL Players Association has had no problem with it at all. They have uh, not said anything that the NFL is doing wrong. So uh, if if the players are truly this upset about this, they should probably go to their union and, you know, file their grievances with them, right? Well, uh, believe me, the NFL owners or the NFL players aren't that upset with it because they want their paycheck. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's remember with the NBA, they have a it's a whole different ballgame in that they're in a bubble. The NFL players in Major League Baseball are not, and we haven't seen what it's going to be like in the NFL once they start hitting in practice and once they actually play a game. What's going to happen to the amount of people that test positive? So let's see what happens then, you know. But bottom line, all these guys are the same thing. They want their paycheck. And they're no different than you and I or most people out there. You know, this is what they do for a living. They have X amount of years of being or getting a paycheck. You know, it's different than you and I. So, you know, whatever that is, they can talk big. They can, you know, do whatever they want to show that, hey, this ain't right. And, you know, I have a problem with this. Bottom line is, are they going to walk away from that paycheck? Because until they walk away from that paycheck, then anything they have to say doesn't mean squat. You know, that paycheck means more than anything else. And if I were in their situation, that paycheck would be more than anything else. Unless you're CJ Mosley, which we already collected $29 million and got a $10 million bonus in March, right? <laughs> if you if you get it in March and you've already made that amount of money, then it's just like Odell. Odell could very easily say, you know, this ain't worth it for me. Right. And I would understand because, you know, he just cuts back you know, he just decides, okay, instead of making four trips to Paris, maybe I'll just make one, <laughs> you know, and then he's set. And you and I can't identify with that. No. And, you know, most people out there can't identify with that. But that's his life. And whatever right. works for him for his life, he should do. But I don't, I mean, you're talking with all the opt-outs that have happened, there are, what, 1,500 NFL players? Yeah. There have been, what, 50 that have opted out? It's like 40 or something like that. Okay, so 40. 40 yeah. out of 1,500. That ain't a big percentage. <laughs> you know, it really isn't. And in the end, even if a bunch of guys opt out and you have 100, 100 out of 1,500 opting out, that ain't much. 
that paycheck means a whole lot more. And it would to me. I have to be honest with with you. It would to me. You know, now if I were a ten-year veteran and I had sixty million dollars in the bank and I had a young family with health issues, that would be something different. And I, I and I understand that, and I respect that, and I get that. But to talk big, and then in the end decide to play, that tells me that paycheck weighs a little more than anything else. And I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. It just I tells just know where you're from now. I think it also tells me that social media, that somebody loves to talk on social media. So they're just trying to create more views or more likes or whatever else. Chasing clout, if you will, as the kids would say. Let's go out to the webheads here. Read some comments from these guys. Uh, hello, I'm back. Sports Web says Tampa Prep. Good stuff. How about the boys today? Yash says, bring that passion. Let's go, Bucks. Christopher Cole, I saw the pictures and videos today. It gets me hyped for the season. Uh, who's here? Says Tampa Prep. Dylan, Johnny. I don't think any of those guys are here yet. Uh, this is how you start your week. Fire those cannons. Here we go. Anytime somebody says fire those cannons, I will try to give that sound effect to you guys here on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. LFG, we all know what that means. Uh, Bucks reports. Let's see. Rick Combs is in the house. Uh, Bucks Life says Lederick. Uh, North Sports says Canada and Big Board love the cannabis. Uh, the sports web is going green. MyCannabisCard.com. Uh, Canada is in the house. By the way, if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, they did win in a shootout today. We do talk hockey on this show. Your thoughts on that game? Did you get a chance to see it? I did not see it, but the main thing is that they won. I believe it's a best It's a best of three, right? I believe it is. So, for, yes. Yeah, if you get that first win, you have a huge advantage. Absolutely, and, and the the uh, Washington Capitals have always been a thorn in the backside of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't have to tell you that. The legend Al Keck in the house. Uh, you have two years, Peter. Uh, thank you, Al Keck. I'm just saying, though, I don't necessarily think there be some Bucks fans that would just be satisfied with just playoff appearances. I think, and I don't think, even think the organization would be satisfied with just playoff appearances. You bring Tom Brady in here to do one thing, and I get everybody say, well, it's always the expectations every year, but it's Tom Brady, it's Rob Gronkowski, it's LaShawn McCoy. You're not getting any younger, so you have to win a Super Bowl here in the next two years, preferably this year. Even with the COVID stuff going on, you have the Super Bowl in your own backyard. I feel like there's fans out there that feel like I do, and there may be fans out there that are satisfied for the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, they finalized you need, it. You need a roster? Mm -hmm. You need a great quarterback. Okay. And you need a whole lot of luck. Okay. Because what you're asking is you want to make sure that a guy like Avante David is healthy throughout the season. It, you know, you're you're trying to make sure that uh, your middle linebacker that you drafted last year that had injury problems to start the year last year uh, is healthy all the way these next two years. Uh, you know, you're expecting that Indomitian suit can be healthy this year. You're expecting that the offensive line with, you know, with the guys that, that, because basically, you know, they have what six guys on that offensive line. You know, if two guys get hurt, then it's a 
whole different situation for that offensive line. And, you know, look how other teams have handled that. You know, it takes luck to win a Super Bowl. It really does. Ask the Patriots when they beat the Seahawks. Okay, and Malcolm Butler made that interception. I mean, that was flat-out luck. Yes, they were prepared for it. But most teams are prepared for just about any play out there. It's the difference between my guy making a play as opposed to your guy. And a lot of times, that's luck. So, you know, there's so much luck involved. That's why I say, you know, the Bucs haven't been to the playoffs in how long? 12 years? Yeah, 2007. So, if they make the playoffs this year and they go to the NFC Championship and they lose there, are we going to say it's a disappointing season? You're disappointed they didn't go to the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's still, you know, that's still really impressive out of, what, 32 teams to make it to the Final Four. That's still pretty impressive. And usually in that case, it's a close game and it comes down to one or two plays. Mm -hmm. And those one or two plays, you know, a lot could be a difference in those one or two plays. And you can't control that. So, you know, I understand fans may feel differently, but fans is short for fanatics, which means they don't look at stuff realistically. Well, I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of you got Tom Brady for a reason. That that's been my thing. So if I'm if I'm wrong on that, but I look at the expectations of this, and Johnny Dean is not gonna win this argument, the professor. Uh, they finalized it this Thursday, so it's, I guess it's this Thursday. I didn't hear they finalized anything, but um, we'll see. I've been working and grinding new schedules so I can watch the sports web. Thank you, Tampa Prep. Where's Dylan and the best virtual edits video? Stunning, I guess, is not here. Jordan Reed to the 49ers. That was the other big story of the day. He signs a one-year deal from the Washington football team, which is still weird to say, to the San Francisco 49ers. He's been plagued by concussions, but of course, it's a depth piece because they already have George Kittle. Uh, The big-time question is, can Reed stay healthy? Because if he can, his best year was in 2015, where, by the way, he worked with Kyle Shanahan, who's now the coach of the 49ers. So uh, what do you think about this move? Of course, there's big-time risk there uh, because Reed suffered his seventh concussion last year. It's all about talent, and it's all about you know, George Kittle will be the tight end that everybody expects something from. Mm-hmm. So nobody expecting anything from uh, Jordan Reed. So Jordan, so Jordan Reed makes three big catches in three big games. Then it works out for him. Yeah. That's true. It's true. And again, it takes the pressure off of Kittle, who's had his fair share of injuries himself, but he's a tough guy. And then, of course, there's always the contract dispute. Is John Lynch going to be able to get that deal done? It's a very important deal. Kittle's still on his rookie one. And then, of course, John Lynch being signed to a contract extension. I mean, has there been another general manager that's done a better job than Lynch with the 49ers? There have been. a. Uh, you know, I'll say the guy Kansas City is not yeah. a great job. Very good. And, um, you know, John Lynch, remember, he goes into that job with absolutely 
no experience as a general manager. He was a TV guy, which I had to tell you something. TV guys know what they're talking about. And so, um, you know, John Lynch has earned that because he's taken this team from last place to a team that played in a Super Bowl. So he's made the moves, and he will continue to make the moves. And so for him to get paid like that, if Kyle Shanahan is going to get paid, then John Lynch should also get paid. I agree. Uh, or use Kittle like that. I think Kittle is a better running is better running the ball. I think what he's trying to say is a, a good blocker. Uh, what's up, Joshua Cole Allen? Uh, T Prep, where you been, guy? Tampa Prep says, I've been working on my new job. New schedule allows me to watch more shows on Bucks Report. And again, this is your pro football edition of the sports web. That's not to say we won't talk Bucks with you. 727-255-0391 at 727-255-0391. It's the sports web pro football edition. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend, Mr. Al Keck. He even mentioned it. He's a TV guy. That's why we got him on here. So... Uh, TV guys know what they're talking about. Uh, imagine being Cam Newton with everyone opting out. Uh, must be very disheartening. Uh, Tampa Prep, he could be with the Jaguars. He could also be with the Jets. I don't know what's worse. Is the Are the Jets or the Jaguars the worst team in the NFL in 2020? The Jets look like they could be the worst, right? I would agree. I, I don't think the Jets are very good. Mm -hmm. um, but again, they got two number one picks. Or Jamal Adams, you know. I think the Jaguars are still a little better because a few years ago they were awfully they were awfully good, and they didn't. You know, they thought that Nick Foles was going to be their quarterback for a whole lot more money, and they fall into Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, and you know, Gardner Minshew is kind of. The wild card here because, you know what, he's turned into a really good player. So you you might be able to make it through with Gardner Minshew. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're staring at Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or the kid from North Dakota State. You know, any one of those three could be better than any quarterback that's been taken in quite a few years. And the thing is, if you don't play college football season, they're definitely going to be injury-free, and you're not going to necessarily have to worry about it uh, this year because if there's no college football, I would expect a lot of those quarterbacks to opt out. And I'll tell you right now, Gardner Minshew, you know, he's on the COVID list. doesn't necessarily mean he has COVID. Of course, either he was tested positive or he's been around somebody uh, that, was, uh, that had it or is infectious to it. And then also you have Matt Stafford, who's also on that list. Any concern with those quarterbacks being on that list, uh, you know, hampering their play? 14 padded practices out, no preseason, and already on a COVID list. Uh, concern there? My concern isn't with the player. Okay. Because most of these guys are young. Most, most of these guys are in really good shape. Most of these guys, or a lot of them, will be asymptomatic. My real worry is with the coaches. My real worry is with a Bruce Arians, mm -hmm. who's a three-time cancer survivor, who's 67 years old, who if he gets sick, and then let's say that quarterback coach, Clyde Christensen, gets sick, 
Clyde is also, he's not young. Or Tom Moore, you know, who's got to be in his 70s. You know, that's my worry, is if those guys get sick. Yeah. And because if those guys get sick, it won't be a thing to where eight days later they're ready to go. Um, you know, they may be in a hospital. And that's my biggest worry. Um, you know, the coach at New Orleans, you know, ended up getting this very early. And he fought through it. And he was fine. You know, that may not be the case with the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers have some veteran coaches. So that's my biggest worry. I'm not worried about anyone on the Bucks team getting sick. I'm, I'm more worried about their coaches. Yeah, it makes lots of sense. Those coaches are around those group of players. They could get them sick too. And then on top of it, I think I'm more worried about uh, the players that are hanging out together if they're not social distancing, uh, like what the Bucks have had with their running back situation. What happens if you lose a whole position group? And that's the reason why the Bucks signed a LaShawn McCoy. What was your thought on that big-time signing, a one-year deal, only $1 million? McCoy hasn't rushed for 1,000 yards, but still, he's a veteran presence that can definitely help that running back room. And what you can't put a price on is that veteran leadership, right? Well, with a guy like LaShawn McCoy, it isn't so much about when you look at the end of the season, what were his totals? Because he may have had only 600 yards rushing and maybe seven touchdowns. Mm -hmm. But in those 600 yards, he may have had games to where three times he made a play either on a run or catching a football coming out of the backfield to where he got a crucial first down that a lot of guys would not have got that a veteran presence makes that play. Mm -hmm. And so I don't look at this with a LaShawn McCoy that they got him to put up big yards throughout the season. I look at him that he made big plays on individual plays throughout the season. And that's why they need him. They don't need him for the long haul. He ain't going to be there for the long haul. You know, Keyshawn Vaughn will be there for the long haul. Maybe Ronald Jones will be there for the long haul. But if there are some individual plays in in certain games where LaShawn McCoy really comes through, that's why they signed him. And to me, that's more than worth the million dollars they signed him for. Yeah, and the reason also they signed him is because Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be is on the COVID list, and of course, uh, Calais and another running back. So they had three running backs go down on that list. So you're definitely going to have to have you can't run out of bodies in that running back room. And I feel like still, you know, the running game is one of the biggest question marks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into 2020. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But let's go out to the webheads. Keep on reading these comments. Couldn't happen to a more deserving guy. Laugh out loud. Johnny Dean says, is Ben Cornette in here tonight or YouTube? I'll say this. Odell is right about the owners as they care about the money first. Having said that, Odell can choose to play or opt out. If he doesn't feel comfortable playing because of his concerns, then it's up to him to opt out for himself. Uh, ben Cornette in here tonight. Christopher Cole, if the season doesn't happen, then he won't get a big contract extension because of the salary cap uh, going down. 
Uh, that was kind of a concern, uh, but Al, they 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 signed some uh, agreement where the salary cap uh, will still be at a reasonable uh, figure of 175 million dollars, and there was a lot of players that were, uh, you know, they were interested in that. A lot of owners concerned about that. I can never see the cap going down with all the money uh, that they make on these TV deals. I, I can't see it. They make too much revenue for this cap to drop, whether they don't have a season or not, and owners have losses, there's no way they're going to lower that cap. To me, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't see how people can be surprised when they say that all the owners care about is money. You know, they own the football team. Mm -hmm. They're the ones putting out all the, you know, all the risk. You know, you know, quite honestly, if I'm an owner, the easiest thing in the world is not to have a season because at least I know exactly how much I'm going to lose. You know, now they're not really sure on how much they're going to lose. They're going to lose some. They can make some back. You can do little things to market and try to make small increments back. But for people to say, Hey, all they care about is making money. Really? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they own the team. They're the ones paying to turn on the lights at the stadium. You know, yeah, they care about how much money they're going to lose. So that should not be a big surprise. And, you know, uh, these players, believe me, if I were a player and I could opt out, I would opt out, especially if I had some skill, because if the team that currently owns my contract gets hacked off because I opted out and they make me a free agent, I'll play somewhere. I'll make money somewhere, you know, and so I understand that. So everyone's out for themselves. And that should not be a big surprise. You know, these these owners for you to say, well, you know what? I really care about the 53 guys on my roster to the point to where, you know what, I'm willing to lose 30 million bucks. You know, do you really think that happens? I mean, put yourself in their shoes. You know, you might care out of that 53, you might care about 20 of them, you know, and the other 33, you don't care about. So if it comes down to that, and it makes more sense for you to not have a season, then you shouldn't, we shouldn't be surprised if they say, well, let's just cancel the season because I'll lose less doing that. You know, let's put ourselves in their shoes. And common sense is common sense. And, you know, I want to see as many games as I can possibly see because I want to be entertained. Who am I? I'm a fan. Okay, I'm a guy that likes watching football. So do I have a financial stake in this? No. But what would the choice be if I had to pay 200 bucks per game in order to watch those games? Well, then I I might make a different decision. So let's be realistic here. You know, do the owners only care about their bottom line? I hope so, because that's how they become million uh, billionaires you know and that makes sense to me uh if i'm a player that has millions in the bank 
and I can afford to opt out, am I going to be surprised if they opt out? God love them, you know, because if I can make that choice and I care about my family and my family is very important, important to me, and it's a better choice for my family, if I make that decision to opt out, then they should opt out, you know. So that's how we really have to look at it. Let's just look at things with common sense. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. there's been some legitimate opt-outs. You had Damien Williams on Friday. He opted out because his mother got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Um, you've had other players opt out because um, uh, I, I believe there's one player, I, I believe it was uh, Marquise uh, Goodman, who opted out because his wife had uh, miscarriages and they finally had a little girl. So, of course, you don't want to bring it home to your family, but there's other guys that you know been in question because basically they've already made their money. So uh, they really don't need to play a season unless they feel like it's going to be safe. Asked Ricky Reynolds about this last week. I asked him two weeks in a row, and he said, yeah, I would definitely play. I would not opt out uh, because I want to play football. And you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation with all those expectations and Tom Brady coming aboard and not having any opt-outs yet, knock on wood. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. It really is. And it kind of tells you where this team's expectation is, how they are absolutely focused on it. Uh, whether, and you have the new England Patriots who are kind of the standard at this juncture. They have eight players. Uh, three of those guys are a big time starters. So, We'll, we'll see if there's any more players on the Patriots or any other teams. But if it's Thursday, we still have a couple more days to go. Uh, there was a report out there that said 60, over 60. Do you think they get to 60? Do you think they get over 60? Well, if they do get to 60 with 1,500 players, who cares? Really? I, I think you care about the big names. That's what that's what I'm looking at. There was a report about Drew Brees possibly opting out. J.J. Watt had his concerns. I think that's where fans are looking. Dante Hightower, you know, he's not a superstar, but he is a big-time name. So I think if you start to see superstars starting to opt out, then I think that's when fans get antsy. And to be fair, you know, fans do buy jerseys. They definitely want to buy tickets. Of course, not this year. They're not going to be able to because most likely it's going to be limited capacity. This was breaking news about an hour and a half ago. There's going to be no fans in Vegas, so uh, it's it's going to be different. It's definitely going to be a different year in 2020 for the NFL, all around. But let's, rem but let's remember, things can change in a heartbeat, you know, sure. as it is. Yeah. Things change as a day on a daily basis now. You know, what if there are two really good weeks in the middle of October, you know, and all of a sudden the NFL says, you know what? Or the city of Las Vegas says, you know what? You can have one third of your stadium full. Do you think the Raiders are not going to do that? You know, if Drew Brees opts out and the new starting quarterback becomes Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, <laughs> you know, once that happens, uh, you know, are Saints fans really – going to lose sleep over that because once their quarterback is their quarterback, you know, then you live with it from there. They had to live with Drew Brees not being there for much of last season. Right. And so, you know, that's part of being a fan with your team. You know, they're going to be ups and downs with your team. There will be ups and downs this year. Some of it has to do with COVID. Some of it may not have to do with COVID. 
And so you learn, you react, you make it from there. Because bottom line, all you have to do is think about what it was like in March, in April, in May, when you didn't have anything. And you would say, I'll take this. I'll take this. I can watch. And if Taysom Hill's, you know, Taysom Hill is my quarterback or Jameis Winston is my quarterback and I'm a Saints fan, you know, somehow I'll make it through. I think it's also bad for the NFL. I think the NFL wants their superstars. And if you start to see that, which you haven't, you haven't really saw that yet, and hopefully you don't, but the NFL cares about it. Madison Avenue, we, we all know. And Chris Landry talks about this on Wednesday night. He says, you know, it's marketing. It's all about the marketing. It, it's, you know, it's, it's about a Drew Brees. It's about a J.J. Watt. That's what draws a lot of fans in. Whether you like it or not, superstars really push the game. And if you start to see some of those guys opt out, let me ask you this. Uh, we got Leo Haggerty coming up after this. Um, do you feel like if they do opt out, because it has been a clause, once you opt out, then basically you're done for the season. Should the NFL be a little bit flexible and say, you know what, if conditions improve, you can always opt in? Is that fair? If you get back the stipend? Well, let's remember what we're going through right now. You know, on, if, on any given day, things are going to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so what what may be the case right now doesn't mean that in the middle of October or early November, that's going to be the case then, you know. And as fans, we have to be prepared for that because it may very well be that who knows in mid-October, late November, things may change to the point to where they found a vaccine. They have a way to control this. And if we can get back to the basics and get back to how our life used to be, Hmm. then wouldn't you make that decision? Or would you say, no, no, you know what? This is how we started. So we're going to play the entire football season like this. And we'll change things back, you know, next August, next September. That ain't going to happen, you know. So. You know, everything can change in a week. We all know that. We've all grown accustomed to that. We all know what that's all about. And that's the way it'll be. And I think we're I think we're ready for that. All right. I tell you what, let's go out to the comments. Let me ask you this final question and then we'll go out to them. Uh, Do you like sports right now? I get it. They're on TV, but are you getting used to watching baseball? Are you getting used to watching basketball on the NHL? without any fans. Is it cool for you? We're watching something. I don't really notice it without the fans. I think uh-huh. I told you before, I've always enjoyed watching the Rays. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed just sitting down, laying back, having an adult beverage and maybe a sandwich or a piece of pizza or whatever, and really enjoying that. And the last four days I have been so frustrated with the Rays, I'm, and, and believe me, no one knows that more than my neighbors, because I've yelled and screamed, and I've swear, you know, I, 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 I do swear, and you know, my daughter hears it and she laughs, but I get totally frustrated, you know, with this baseball team, and in that, that's a good thing, you know, that's awesome, because back in May, I would have given anything. To be able to watch something and get frustrated. 
So that's where we are. You know, I say major prayers every day for this thing to come under control. I say major prayers to thank the Lord that I'm healthy and that my kids are healthy and that my family's healthy and that my mother's healthy. So, you know, that is our life right now. And whatever we can do to make our life more entertaining, more fun, uh, better than what it was, I'm all for that. And part of that for me is watching sports. You know, I enjoyed going to movies. I can't go to movies now. I know. You know? <laughs> but if movies are able to be downloaded, I'll do that. You know, I mean, that's where we are. I grew up at a time where I remember when I got my license, my, my driver's license in the late 60s, okay, I could get a gallon of gas for 19 cents a gallon, okay? And I remember a week where it went from 19 cents a gallon to 45 cents a gallon. And that was just a devastating week for a lot of people around the country, including me, mm. who only made so much money, you know, at Farrell's ice cream parlor, you know. And I remember I made 85 cents, 85 cents an hour. And so, you know, on any hour I worked, I now could buy two gallons of gas, you know, which is really kind of ridiculous when you think about that. But that was our world. And that was our world that we're in at that time. Now we're in this world. And I've had jobs where I go well into the six figures. I've had situations to where I could buy whatever I needed, no matter what the situation was, and I could make it through. And I'm at a point now to where basically I'm retired. So my so my monthly my monthly um, pay is really controlled, but there's so many other things that could affect how much I have to pay. That's just where we are. And I can sit and complain about it and, and go on Facebook and bitch about it. Hmm. But my power bill is going to be the same regardless. So True. probably more. I can, I can do whatever I can to try to make more money or make that work. And that's where we all are. And what you're watching right now is the evolution of Sports Talk Television Pro Football Edition. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend, Mr. Al Keck. We're going to get you out of here, but you got a show tomorrow night. It's called the Al Keck Show, 9 o'clock here exclusively on Bucks Report and the Landry Football Network. Go ahead and promote yourself. We have uh, – this is going to be a great show. I know last week I said that. We had Kenny Maine. But this will be a great show because I have Tom Brady's best friend. Scott Leffler, who was the starting quarterback at Michigan before, right before Tom got there and was a grad assistant and a quarterback coach for Tom Brady. And he has incredible, he's now the head coach of Bowling Green. And he has incredible stories about what Tom was like back then and what he's like now. They still speak a couple of times a week. So we talk about that. 
The other person I have is the offensive line coach, Tom Polisek. He's the offensive line coach at the University of Iowa. And Kristen Wirfs, the number one pick for the Buccaneers. And everyone knows or wants to know what is Kristen Wirfs really like? What is his skill set really like? Can he play not just right tackle? If he had to, could he play left tackle? No, how good is he? Is he ready to step into a situation like this? What's he really, what can he really do? And so that's a fascinating conversation. So I've got those two guys, those two guys alone, any one of them is going to be worth sitting back and really listening to. I got both of them. And along with Kyle Keck, who's going to fill us in about the rest, about what's going on in the National Football League. And we have a sponsor, I should mention. Oh. The Deck Sports Bar and Grill from Isla del Sol is now the official sponsor of the Al Keck Show. And, uh, you know, it is a great, great situation for us to have a sponsor like that. Incredible food. And they have all, you know, once games start, they will have all the games out there. So anything sports on TV, you can go out there now. And what, I mean, you can go out there outside with TV, you know, monitors to just enjoy the sunshine and enjoy. Yeah, you've got a canopy over it, but you're outside and you can enjoy all that. Have your favorite beverage and a great, you know, sandwich or burger or whatever. Sit back and really enjoy uh, the Deck Sports Bar and Grill. We are so lucky to have them as a sponsor for the Outkick Show. Absolutely. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow night, 9 o'clock here, exclusively on Bucks Report. Outkick, the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend. Thanks a lot for your time, all right? See you tomorrow night. All right, Peter. Thank you. Absolutely. There you go, Mr. Al Keck. So let me go ahead and read these comments, and then we'll get to the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty. Hold up, Leo. I see you there. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, there you are. Uh, I was looking for you on YouTube. Joshua Cole Allen, the Audible, adding an extra hour starting at 730 now every Wednesday. Uh, you got this. Rick says, I think Odell Beckham opted out last year. I think a lot of people feel like that. Uh, starting this Wednesday. Yes, sir. There you go. So the Audible, an extra hour at 730. Uh, the kid is making moves here on Bucks Report. Gotta love it. All right. I will definitely tune in. There you go. Odell or Mayfield, probably both. Rojo and Tom's birthday. August has a lot of birthdays. Uh, Leo is definitely coming up. Johnny Dean, since it's Rojo and Brady's birthday today, does that make it uh, Brody Day? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's Brody Day. Okay. Uh, actually, Al, it's 1632. Uh, how is that possible, David? Uh, let's see here. Challenge accepted. Uh, Johnny Dean, yes. Uh, play in best of five. It's a round robin tourney for Tampa Bay, Boston, Washington, and Philly. 53 players on a roster. 32 teams is 16-32. Oh, okay. Uh, two years, Peter. All right. Sources, D. Smith is not opting out. We talked about that. He should, though. If he feels unsafe, Johnny Dean says his choice. I'm kind of glad he isn't opting out because there is no one behind him. Eric says, uh, Tampa, Shady, Gronkineers. There you go. Someone please get Al out of that fishbowl. Uh, yeah, Bruce, uh, uh, I don't know what he's just saying there. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, Bruce uh, blew my mind when he said Aaron Steiny uh players don't have much experience so i think what he's saying is aaron steiny could play 
uh, a backup to Ryan Jensen or somebody like that. Uh, Ken Steppen for D. Smith, I disagree. Uh, I've been saying Washington football team for 48 years. Good stuff. Tampa Bay prep, especially coming into this season. No real training camp or preseason. Uh, John Lynch got paid. Now he needs to pay Kittle. Eric, I never liked Cam Jordan even before he was drafted. I think he's talking about Cam Newton, but Cam Jordan also, you can say that. Exactly, Tampa prep with no depth to replace anyone big um, who uh, shows out. Got to be crazy to have high expectations this year. A division championship would be a joy to me this year. Uh, fire the cannons. There you go. All right, good stuff. Facts. Paul Davis, go Bucks. There you go. Uh, best virtual edits video, uh, maybe Ronald Jones, laugh out loud, Al Keck disagrees. Best virtual edits video, Ronald, Ronald Jones is a starting running back. There's no competition. The job is all Rojo. Uh, stop doubting my boy Rojo, uh, making me upset. Best virtual edits video on back. Sports web, by the way, good stuff. Sheesh, awesome, says Richard. Uh, welcome back uh, to best virtual edits video, says Tampa Prep. Look who made it back. Tampa Prep, We where have you been? Uh, family vacay, no connection where I was at. Uh, what's going on, Johnny? Let's see here. Where's everyone? I guess everyone's here. We almost have the whole YouTube crew back tonight. Mike says, could care less about billionaires losing money. Eric says, I would cry. BA got sick. Can you imagine Byron coaching in his place like BA did for uh, Chuck and taking us to the Super Bowl? I'm praying for everyone's safety, man. Absolutely. No Dylan or stunning. No billionaires, no football. Uh, Stunning has been around, but haven't seen him tonight. Same with Dylan. Christopher Cole, if the owners uh, didn't care about money, nobody would have a team to watch. Uh, dang, they went uh, AWOL, like uh, Sepsibus. All right, uh, let's see here. Mike says, uh, I don't know what that is, so uh, whatever you're saying, fine, laugh out loud. Let them opt out. Uh, Tom Brady opinion, best virtual edits video. It's true. The NFL Players Association is incredibly powerful. They just don't have the clout of the NFL and the union is still trying to convince the NFL to change the rules to make the game too more fair. Who cares about fans? I just need football. I haven't missed fans in hockey at all. I love the fans. Fans make this show. Fans make sports. Stop saying who cares about the fans. I like watching sports, but I like having fans there. And it's kind of weird to see uh, cardboard cutouts with uh, sound coming out. But I get it. I understand. I'm trying to get used to it. It just doesn't seem the same. Uh, just my opinion. I have had no reason to call in tonight. Peter H. Blake Alkek has been arguing or explaining my points so eloquently uh, tonight. I'm watching the Cubs, and they have one of the best records in baseball, but you wouldn't know it, right? Uh, there you go. How about Cam Jordan's comments? We'll get to that in a moment. And go Bucks. Let's get out to Leo Haggerty. A former coach scout and now media member of Night Sports Productions. How you doing tonight, my friend? I finally got a haircut, Peter. You did. It looks good, my friend. Uh, and welcome back to the Sports Web. We missed you on Thursday night, Leo. Of course, that's our box night. Uh, but with all that being said, are you surprised of all these opt-outs? And do you expect them to be more here in the next couple of days? Oh, it's going to be a gargantuan opt-out, Peter. That's my SAT word to come right out of the gate. Here's why. 25 of the 32 teams already have people on the COVID reserve list. Hmm. And and now we see Matthew Stafford, and now we see Coach Pete up in, in with the Eagles. <laughs> Peter, what we found out is the two leagues that decided to go – Bubble, the NBA with a complete bubble, 
and the NHL by just playing in two cities have had the best success. Now, don't blame the NFL. Don't blame Major League Baseball. They couldn't go to a bubble. Dear God, you couldn't. You can't put 16 teams or, or 14 teams or 15 teams in one city and go from there. That's just not going to work. So, yeah, uh, the NBA, the NHL had the advantage there because you're not talking about rosters in the 20s, 40s, 60s, or 80s. So you're, you're, you're seeing now what Dr. Doom talked about last week, mm-hmm. that here we yep. go, here we, here we go. It's just a matter of time before the house of cards comes collapsing down. And speaking of the Cardinals, they're the latest team to go under. So uh, it's just going to be another black eye for baseball, and it's just a matter of time. Peter, I'm going to throw this out at you. August sure. 15th, is baseball is, is baseball still playing after August 15th? I say no. If they have an asinine commissioner not make decisions and let teams make decisions on playing games, then yes. What was your thought process on that? Because – I can't really understand it. You're the commissioner of baseball. Why are you allowing teams to decide to play? Of course they're going to play. They want to make money. They want to play. Why not as a commissioner, if you know the situation where you have three positive players, why not cancel the game, stop the outbreak from taking control? What is the commissioner doing in baseball? Peter, have you ever seen the movie Major League or the uh, sequels? Yes. Two words. No marvels. No marvels. Does that answer your question? No marvels. No marvels. I was thinking no of marvels. the guys on the Marlins. Who the hell is this guy? We'll cross him off the list. Yeah. This guy is exactly. dead. I mean, exactly. I, I, I oh. know, it's it, it's just, and again, Peter, I said the problem is you're going to have 20, 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds just hanging out. And you're asking them to play baseball for four hours. And then what do they do the next 20 hours? They're just not going to sit in a hotel and play video games. I'm sorry. That's just not their DNA. But they have to. This is what NFL players. No, no, Peter. Peter, They don't have to. That's the problem. They're being asked to. They're not being told to. And believe me, the best one still has to be Lou Williams, who went – to the strip club for chicken wings. Now, you got to believe him because you can make up a better lie. You know, I went went to the strip club because I like their wings. That's like saying you go to Hooters because you like their wings. Come on. Well, I definitely got information. We'll we'll get back to that in a moment with Mr. Lou Williams because – Uh, There is definitely some confirmation. But how about this from Devin McCourty? I think it's an absolute joke that the NFL is changing the opt-out period, mainly because they don't want to continue to see guys opt out. I'm sure they're shocked about how many guys have opted out. I think it's terrible. I think it's BS that the league has changed the date. Monday will be our first day in the building. So to try to act like guys are trying to make a decision about something other than virtual meetings is a joke. When players understand how much power we have, We've seen we've seen things change for us, primarily even with this deal with the COVID-19 and trying to get everything back. We saw some of the, the, their strength. We'll see how everything turns out come uh, in a couple weeks if it ends up being, uh, or a couple days, if it ends up being the deadline. Do you have any problem with the NFL moving up this opt-out deadline? Because 
it certainly seems like even with Alkex saying the numbers are low, they didn't necessarily expect so many people to opt out. Uh, and, and I go back to CJ Mosley. Here's a guy, uh, two games last year, 29 million from the Jets, just in the season, by the way. Uh, that is their motto. And then uh, this year he gets 10 million in March, and now he's opted out. Well, and again, opting out means you can still get 350 grand as long as you agree to come back next year. Right. So again, Peter, if I was the NFL, I would say you got 72 hours to opt out. Okay. You got three days, sit down with your family, make a decision and then go from there. It, the, the fact that they have let this go on and on and on. The biggest problem is football players are looking at baseball players and they're seeing what's happening there. And they're going, man, I, I, I got to go to Miami. I, I got to go to, to Houston. I got to go to New York. <laughs> this is not going to work real well. I got to go to Philadelphia. Not going to work real well. So they, they, they may be a little scared like everybody else in, in the United States right now, because I, I look at, People going back to school, and again, mm -hmm. I'm a short timer. I'm 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 out August 31st. That's my last day. Okay. But I, I I look at teachers around the building, and I just get that feeling of what guys had on D Day when they were in the landing craft, looking around that landing craft, going, "We're not all going to make this. I just mm -hmm. hope I make it." And that I, I've never seen that kind of look or that kind of mentality in my 45 years of education, Peter, it's there now. I got people that are scared to death to be in a room with 25 kids right now, just mm. because they have no idea what it is. And we're all the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty, former coach, scout, and now media member of Night Sports Productions at Sports Mac. All the phone lines. I mean, you guys are acting like you, we can't talk sports here. 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. This is not a library. Join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook, of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and, of course, a part of the Landry Football Network. Let's go out to Cam Jordan and his comments on facing Tom Brady, uh, led Bucks. He says he has to step up his game. They have to step up his game. Uh, this is for a team that's fighting for second place. That's what he said. We have to step up our game. We've got to elevate, Jordan said. They've got the second greatest quarterback of all time. Shade, really? The second greatest quarterback of all time? Okay, Cam. Uh, let's see. Right behind Drew Brees. And now we've got a head-to-head -head two times a year. Uh, we've got our work cut out for us. And they have the addition of not only Rob Gronkowski and LaShawn McCoy, you already had 2,000-yard wide receivers and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. This is a team fighting for second place. Have any problem with those comments? And by the way, Mr. Cam Jordan, why would you make those comments on Tom Brady's birthday, first of all? Because you know that he's going to pin it up there uh, when he plays the Saints the first week, right? Oh, yeah, it's bulletin board material, Peter. But you know what Cam Jordan just did? He just fired his entire team up for that first game because now that's going to be the battle cry in New Orleans. Keep those guys in second place. 
Because when you play a conference game, Peter, and you play a division game, that counts as two. Mm. Because, you know, if if the Bucks lose to, let's say, the Houston Texans, it's an AFC game. They lose to the New Orleans Saints. That's not only an AFC game, a conference game. It's a division game. And the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. So they're going to play those people twice. So that, that's a big thing. So All right. Let's read these comments here. You got some comments. Uh, let's see. It's better than cutouts. Uh, the NBA has virtual fans. Uh, it, it seems like they do have some virtual fans there. Uh, Leo, Leo, Leo says Christopher Cole. Johnny Dean, it's annoying when the cameras go to the fans. If I wanted fans, I'd go to a concert. You know, Mr. Johnny Dean, you're a very negative person right now when it comes to fans. Fans are the lifeblood of the sports web. Fans are the lifeblood of sports right now. But I get it. There's no fans, so you don't care. Involved in the season, Yash says, Leo strip clubs have the best wings. Laugh out loud. Come on, you guys. Call Peter. He's lonely. I did my part last week. I'm not lonely. I could sit here and talk to myself all night long with Leo and Al and everybody else. I'm just saying, if you have an opportunity to say what you want to say, Say it, 727-255-0391. I'm never lonely. I could sit here all night long and talk on the mic as, as, as long as I want to. I got the power to do it. I'm the king of calls. It's someone else's turn for a while. Dylan says, Kim Jordan also commented on us drafting Worfs. Uh, Tampa Prep is laughing. Cam will get bullied by Tristan Worfs. Uh, let's see, is Donovan Smith at camp? He is. He showed up. Uh, and going back to LaShawn McCoy, you're a Philly guy. Uh, this is a good signing by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but make no mistake about it, Leo. He's not a bell cow runner. He hasn't been like that since 2017. So what are your thoughts on LaShawn McCoy to the Bucs? There's your third down back Okay, right there. That's what, that's what they'll use him for because now you have a fifth option for Brady, and Brady loves to throw to the running back. Look, look what he's done in New England most of the time. And again, people say Tom Brady didn't have a lot of weapons. Yeah, he did because he knew how to use his weapons. And I don't think Brady at any time in his career in New England had the weaponry he's going to have at Tampa Bay this year if everybody stays healthy. You've got big, fast wideouts. You got big tight ends, and you got a back who's been in this league long enough to know exactly what route he needs to run to get open. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a hell of a pickup for what they got the veteran minimum, which is great for the Bucks. Yeah, no, definitely great for the Bucs. Uh, of course, which wasn't great for the Bucs, Keyshawn Vaughn on the COVID list, uh, Raymond Clay, their seventh-round pick on the COVID list. That's why they signed McCoy in the first place. So for all intents and purposes, Ronald Jones is in the driver's seat. How do you feel about Ronald Jones? Because kind of go back and forth with the webheads here, and I have something that I want to say in 2020. A victim of volume. He doesn't get enough carries on this team, and I almost feel like if they give him the carries and they make this offense more balanced, you're going to see a more productive Jones than 2020. Is that fair? You know what, Peter? I'm going to give you two two things. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're a running back coming out of Southern California, USC is running back you. You can play football. Let's get that straight. 
Right. The second thing is his rookie year, I have never seen a guy in preseason get lit up as much as he did behind the line of scrimmage. I would have been gun shy. Just I, I can remember five and six hits he took where he just barely got the ball and he is just filleted right there in the backfield. Yeah. And that that doesn't do well for your psyche and your confidence because now you're not looking at the hole. You're looking at what's coming at you. And and that's never a good thing. So I, I think if you give the guy 15, 16 touches a game, which is not much, that's four quarter. The biggest problem the Bucks have is is Ronald Jones your closer? Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. They got they got to find a closer because if they're up, let's say 16, 14, and there's three minutes to go, two first downs, you win the game. Well, who's that closer? Are they going to have to throw for it? Well, let's hope not. Let's hope that uh, Ronald Jones is a closer. And maybe that's what they're bringing McCoy in for, to be the closer and the third down back. Yeah, and I'm not giving up on Vaughn. I just think like now with him going on the COVID list and not having those necessary reps, and you've been a coach before, you know, 14 padded practices, no mini camp, uh, not a lot of training camp because of all the testing. That's going to have an effect on rookies like Vaughn and also a Tyler Johnson. As well as they performed in college football, the transition process to the NFL is going to be much more difficult, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and again, Peter, You're going to end up here, and where you're really going to see it is watch the first four games Mm -hmm. because the tackling will be terrible. You cannot get into football shape in 14 days. That's just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) What are you you trying to do here? So that's that's what you're looking at. And, again, colleges do it, but that's why colleges like Alabama and Clemson play, you know, southeast, west Louisiana and uh, northeast state, uh, uh, the good sisters of the poor, on on those first or second games because they want basically to use that as a a preseason game. Yeah, I mean, we're here from Shaq Barrett tomorrow. We'll get into that press conference uh, because he had some interesting comments about uh, what he thinks about the season itself. But, you know, speaking of college football, it looks like the SEC is going to play 10 conference games. Uh, the ACC is going to play 10 in a one non-conference game. I mean, are we going to have college football this year, Leo? Eventually. Uh, oh. It's funny. We had Mike Schultze on uh, my show uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. And I asked Mike point blank. I said, Mike, <laughs> when are you going to play the Outback Bowl? Hmm. I said, New Year's Day or Memorial Day, he goes, I wouldn't put a bet on either one of them right now. Because, again, I, I was on the call with the Pac-12, and I've got Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Network. He's going to be on my show tomorrow night. But I asked the, Ray Anderson, the AD of Arizona State, can you survive playing football without fans financially? Mm-hmm. Right. He said, you know, we may be able to this. And I said, but we will take a hit revenue-wise. And I don't know if you've seen this, Peter, but the Pac-12 players put out an edict saying that we need these uh, 
demands to be met or we may not play football. That's an interesting commentary. And I, I, I was listening to the talking heads who were on when, when that came on. And I, I just, I, I'm going, what the heck are these people talking about? Because they're making fun. These are supposedly announcers that have a clue. Right. And they're, they're making fun of the player. They said, well, why'd you put this in? Why'd you put this? In? Don't you ever have a clue in negotiating? You put stuff in there saying, okay, we'll take this off the table. If you take this off the table, you throw it. it it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall. Some of it's going to stick some of them in. And right. that's what you do in negotiation. So the, the listening to those, obviously mental midgets who had no clue about negotiating said, Oh, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this. You don't have to. That's something they're going to take right off the table. But again, you got to have something that you don't want on that table. That's why they call it negotiating. That's why they call it compromise. Absolutely. All part of relationship. You got to have compromise. Uh, and the relationship between the NFL and NFL Players Association has been interesting, to say the least. Now, let's get out to the ESPN Monday Night Football crew. They announced Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Is this making you want to watch a Monday Night Football? And let me ask you this. If there is no college football season, would you have any problem with the Chris Fowler or Kirk Herbstreet calling Monday Night Football instead of these three? I'd have no trouble with anybody calling football. Most of the time, Peter, I turn the uh, TV sound off and and, and listen to, uh, you know, Ian Eagle, Ian Eagle, who does the uh, uh, the radio broadcast a lot of the times. I mean, and I'm just very good. I, I I don't I don't think. Uh, well, let me put it this way: I, I think the broadcast cast crew is vastly overrated. Only because, Peter, we're going to find out. They may not even be at the site anymore. Uh, I'm watching golf, and, and I'm watching hockey. They did the hockey game today, which the the, the Lightning won 3-2 to two in a shootout. Correct. But the announcers were in Tampa. The game was in Toronto. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. You may see a whole different dynamic coming out there with the media because you're going to have TV, you're going to have print, you're going to have radio, and their boss is going to say, stay at home. You don't need to be there. We're going to save on a plane flight. We're going to save on meals. We're going to save on transportation. We're going to save on a hotel. Don't do it, Leo. You can call the game, Harry. Oh, oh it, it, Pete, in a New York minute, it's going to happen. You can I, guarantee it. It takes away from the experience of the whole sporting event and, and sports broadcasting in general, in my opinion. And we're on with the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty, former coach scout, and now media member of Night Sports Productions. It's Sports Mag on the Sports Web Pro Football Edition. Let's get out to Lou Williams. And this is from the LA Times. Um, Aries, who is the stripper. Uh, by the way, Aries, I mean, is that her sign or is she the uh, god of war uh, who worked for day shift from 3 to 9 p.m. said uh, she danced for him. Williams is a regular at the club who has a dish named after him, the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. That does sound good, though. The Lou Will 
lemon pepper barbecue wings, right? You like that? You're an eater. You like to eat. I'm speechless. I mean, what? Well, Eric <laughs> said she was one of the few dancers that performed for him, of course, keeping six uh, feet of distance. We'll get back to that in a moment. Uh, he tips very well. Asked any of my teammates what my favorite restaurant in Atlanta is. Ain't nobody partying. Chill out. Uh, mask on, in and out. That was his tweet uh, with everybody uh, you know, criticizing him. Uh, Kendrick Perkins of ESPN had this to say. It's disturbing when a rookie in Zion Williamson can act more mature than the NBA vet Lou Williams. Of course, Williams is here, 18.75 assists. What this has cost him the first two games of the Clippers, of course, the loss to the Lakers, the win against the Pelicans. He has not played. On top of it, instead of four days, he's been quarantined for 10, and it has cost him 150000 in salary. Man, I hope those wings and thighs were worth it. He also says in his tweet, defending himself once again, 15 years in the business, and the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings during a pandemic. Uh, Perk, shut up and stop laughing and saying it's just TV when you run into me there, so providing some shade. But here's what I take out of it. Not only does he tip well and he has some good wings, but hey, this is a great thing. How is it possible for dancers to practice social distancing in a club when there's people out there that can't even do it in society? It's amazing. 2020, there you go. Your thoughts, Leo Haggerty. Well, Peter, I'm going to tell you what I put out on my Twitter and Facebook account today. We have millionaire adults that have a difficult time social distancing, yet we're going to expect kindergarten through 12th graders to social distance at the school. <laughs> this is such a double standard, such a fiasco. Woo. That that you're you're looking at uh, you're looking at what is actually happening right now, and the fact that we have to test athletes twice a day, mm -hmm. once a day, uh, <laughs> especially the NBA. The NBA shouldn't have to test anybody. All you're doing is going to the hotel and going to games, going no. back to the hotel. Well, Leo. Now we guess what? Anybody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm going for my lemon hot wings. I'm you telling know? you, lemon. the Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue wings. I mean, that kind of sounds like heartburn, but I, I'm willing to take the chance, Leo Haggerty. What about you? You know what? Pav Pavlov's dog just salivated hearing that. You know, that's it. That's the meal and a half right there. Bingo, hold your cards. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Leo Agri. Let's get you out of here on this. Go ahead and promote yourself, my friend. Yeah, tomorrow night uh, on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, we, we've got a heck of a lineup uh, tomorrow night. I've got Mark Pope, who's the former commissioner of the Sun Conference in Florida. That's the Division Three uh, NAIA. Okay. Uh, he's going to talk about it. And uh, we got Kevin Bag. Uh, Baggett, who's the uh, head basketball coach at Ryder University up in New Jersey. We got Michelle Carrick is going to come on. And she's one of our chefs to give us a meal. Uh, the late, great Ian Beckles is going to join us. And we already said Yogi Roth from the Pac-12 Network is going to talk all things Pac-12. And uh, 
one of the questions I'm going to ask him, Peter, which is going to be interesting, uh-huh. is you come down south, people are saying if you cancel football in the ACC and the SEC, it's either World War III or we're seceding from the Union to play football. Now, <laughs> that's not the case in the Pac-12. And I'm saying that because the SEC and the ACC is more a rural conference, not the people, the campuses. You go out to the Pac-12, you got two teams in L.A., you got a team in Phoenix, you got a team in Tucson, you got a team in Seattle. There's none of that in the in the ACC or the SEC. Not a whole lot to do in Tuscaloosa, Clemson. In fact, Clemson doesn't even have a high school. All it is is the campus. It's it's Auburn with a lake. What does that tell you? That tells me that they got a lot of time in their hands, so hopefully they have college football. But we got himself, the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty, former coach scout and now media member of Night Sports Productions. It's Sports Mag, Thursday night at 10 o'clock. You're not going to stand me up again, are you? Well, Peter, we've got a special school board meeting, so I will text you and let you know. But as of now, I am hoping they get done by 10 o'clock. All right. There you go, Leo Haggerty. Thanks a lot for coming on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. All right, boss? Everybody, wash your hands, wear a mask, and stay safe. There you go. Good stuff, Leo Haggerty. Thanks a lot for coming on the sports web. Let's go out to the uh, web heads here, and then we will get out to Rick Hughes from the cheap seats. Let's see. Uh, McGoy is going to be is going to block and catch back. Uh, Rojo missed a few blocks last year. Eric Scott says, anyone else notice when Goblin played Hollywood Brown in the Madden Bowl, Shady McCoy was our running back. He knew all along. Go back and watch. That's interesting, Eric. We'll check that out. Y'all call me crazy when I said he was getting shady, baby. Cannons. All right, we'll fire those cannons. There you go. All right. Uh, let's see. Bring back the Booger Mobile. All right. So Herb Street would be great to listen to in the booth. Absolutely. Uh, is that her sign or is she the god of war? Absolutely. Uh, Johnny Dean, if someone named Wings for Peter, what would they be called? That's a good question. You guys want to uh, figure that one out. Go ahead. Feel free. If someone named Wings for Peter, what would they be called? Okay. The NHL is doing 1,700 tests a day. Uh, big booty strippers are essential uh, workers, Pete. Come on, man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Got to get their money. Got to get that money. Absolutely. $150,000. Hey, he may have dropped $150,000. Hell, he may have made it rain there with uh, Jack Harlow. Uh, I don't know what that, that song is that's out there on the radio. I think it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll figure it out here. Veggie Wings. Uh, yeah, right, Ben. Okay. Uh, laugh out loud and essential twerker. Uh, there, there are a lot out there, right? Uh, definitely got to pay the essential twerker. 727-255-0391. 727-255-0391. The Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. Wow, that sounds good. All right, uh, let's go out to uh, Rick Hughes from the Chiefs. What do you think? You like the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings? Welcome to the Evolution. How you doing? Uh, I, I live in Atlanta, so all I can tell you is I cannot confirm nor deny whether those wings are very good. Wow. Well, you live in Atlanta, so that's kind of a dead giveaway, my friend. I think yeah, well, well you see- would you know what they tasted like if you lived in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. looks like Aries made some money that night because it's pretty good. Uh, let's get out. Uh, to some of the stuff that's been going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. want to go back to the Cam Jordan comments here. 
because this is your pro football edition, but this does definitely involves the rest of the NFL. Uh, basically, what he has to say, and I know what you're going to say, it's all on paper, but we have to step up. <laughs> uh, we've got to elevate, Jordan said, they've got the second greatest quarterback of all time right behind Drew Brees. That's shade right there. But look, I get it. Drew Brees is your quarterback, but you, know, you don't have to tell a lie. The greatest quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. And then after that, it's Joe Montana. Joe Montana called. He wanted to know what you were talking about, Cam Jordan. Obviously, uh, he's been eating uh, some wings that have something different in it. Uh, now we've got head-to-head two times a year. We've got our work cut out for us, and they have uh, additions. They bring in Rob Gronkowski and LaShawn McCoy, and you already had 2,000-yard receivers in Godwin and Mike Evans. This is a team fighting for second place. Your thoughts? It's a lot of that's a lot of hot air coming out of that guy. I mean, what do I? What are my thoughts? <laughs> what a waste of his own breath. Um, okay, great. You you can talk big game before the season starts. Proud of you. Good for you. But you know, I mean, there's do it on the field. Shut up. Do it on the field. I mean that that's sort of my attitude. Call, saying things like, "Yeah, oh yeah, the Bucks have the second greatest quarterback." All he's doing is he's trying to he's trying to get attention. He obviously didn't get hugged enough by Mama, so he's doing what he can to get attention now. And uh, this this is just how he's going to do it. He's going to go ahead and take shots at at a, a guy with six rings, and uh, he's been to what nine Super Bowls, and. Right. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, Breeze has I, I guess the what what he is saying, honestly, is if Breeze is the best quarterback and he's only been to one, the rest of the team really sucks. Well, I mean, he's not talking about the choke jobs that he had against the LA Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. What was that? Uh two years in a row? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, <laughs> they they obviously if if you've got the best quarterback of all time on your on, on your team and you've got you've, you've got the rest of the personnel, something's wrong. Maybe yeah. it's Sean Payton is terrible. He didn't really say anything about that. Maybe it's Sean Payton's terrible. But with the best quarterback in history, and you've only been to one Super Bowl versus the guy who's been to nine, one six of them. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> He's he's making himself look stupid. Uh, he really is, and he's kind of – look, it's on Brady's birthday, so that's not necessarily a good thing because you know Brady's <laughs> reading everything. Well, he's free today. Well, that's uh, a birthday gift if you ask me. Well, to me, it's like motivation. Why yeah. do you do that to provide yeah. that motivational material? And, of course, Janoris Jenkins, we talked about this a couple weeks ago where Jenkins was talking about how he didn't take the buck seriously, although uh, he was burned like uh, – uh, like any meal that I make in my kitchen, uh, burnt Cajun style uh, for three touchdowns, 180 yards. So I don't even know why he's talking. The Saints this year have been talking a lot of trash. Even Sean Payton uh, did a little bit of that. Is that what, a mistake what, on their part? What's your mama teach you about the uh, about the guys who are talking the most? You know, and and what did Mike Tyson teach you about the guys who talk the most? Tell me. Yeah, you talk. It's real easy to talk till you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> once you get once you get punched in the mouth, everything changes. And uh, right now they're yapping a lot, a lot for a team who really hasn't done anything. I mean, they've won the division. Let's give them that. They've won the division. Right. But uh, beyond that, they haven't done anything. You can blame the refs. You can blame whoever you want. You can cry about it. You can whine about it. You can do whatever you want. But the bottom line is, you haven't you haven't even gone to the Super Bowl. So. With all the talking, I just think 
it, it's really silly. It's it, whenever people, it, it is why I always say to you about prove it before you talk. These, these, if anything has happened, the saints have, have put themselves in a position to where they should be shutting up and doing it on the field. But for some reason this year, it, it just the mouths the mouths are running like crazy in New Orleans, and I, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they're they're they've been unsupervised for too long because of the quarantine. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of partying that goes on in New Orleans. Maybe they've been partaking. Um, so who knows? But they're, they're, it, it's yeah. all I know is this: Tom Brady, I'm sure, uses is using that. Uh, he probably has. You know, it, it's probably the first thing he thinks about, you know, he'll think about in the morning, last thing he'll think about when he goes to bed tonight. And until he's holding up that trophy, that 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 voice is going to be in his head. Second greatest quarterback, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah second greatest quarterback along with Rick Hughes from the cheap seats. I almost feel like uh, Jordan has been unsupervised uh, from his barber. Some of the... <laughs> Uh, that he's had lately. I just don't get it. I don't know if he's trying to look like a Bond villain or what. Again, he, he just hadn't been hugged. I, he I, just... I, I, well, he's going to get hugged. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> Smith and, and Rob Gronkowski, yeah. you're not going to see any one-on-one matchup with, yeah. matchups with Donovan Smith. Rob Gronkowski is going to be in there to chip him and knock yeah. him on his ass yeah. for all that talk. I'm telling you yeah. right now, he's basically putting a target on his back. The Saints are putting a target on their back. And I've heard this, Johnny Dean, Super Bowl or a bust for them. Do you feel like it's almost Super Bowl or a bust for the Saints with knowing that Drew Brees is basically going to retire after this year for yes. that cushy job? Yes. Whereas I've told you, I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust for the, for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I think – with the Buccaneers, if you end the season, if you go into next season with respect, then it was not bust. The Saints, this is it. This is it. I mean, what are you gonna you you gonna count on Jameis next year? I mean, let, 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 let me let me put it this clearly. Um, how many how many opt outs at this point do the Buccaneers have? Zero. Oh. And that's one hundred. How many do you think they would have had if if Winston was the leader? Now I'm not here trying to talk, trying to dog Winston. What I'm trying to point out is the Saints have to win this year, or it's a, there's a, just a whole different thing going to happen there. Because remember all the craziness and the how desperately uh, Winston was trying to lead the Buccaneers, the things he would do, the crazy over the top, you know, j- jumping around trying to trying to hold church on the sidelines over exaggerating the preaching. I don't know what the heck that was, but bring that to, bring that to new Orleans and think of the difference that you have there. You have right now a leader who just leads, he gets them jacked up. He gets them motivated. He gets them pumped up and then they go to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's where, what I think the difference is, is somebody who who'll get you jacked up to work versus somebody who'll just get you jacked up. Well, it's true. I'll tell you what. Let's go out to the webheads here, read some of these comments. Uh, Johnny Dean says, the Peter H. Blake raging bat wings. I- I'm telling you right now, <laughs> bat after uh, COVID-19. I know you were joking around. Uh, the Bay. So the Peter H. Blake raging bay wings. You guys like that? 727-255-0391. It's 727-255-0391. I love chicken. So when you guys are talking about naming chicken wings, it makes me feel like, 
I want to go out and order some chicken wings. But here's the difference. I'm not going out to Magic City. Most likely, I'm going to order them through uh, Pizza Hut or Domino's or even Hungry Howie's, one of my favorite places. Not a strip club. I'm not going to go see Aries either. She probably is uh, pretty talented, though. Uh, Brady does his talking on the field. Uh, just like MJ in the last dance, do not give Tom Brady anything that may fuel his fire. Uh, thanks, Kim Jordan, as if he didn't have enough fuel. Exactly. Deadline is to opt out on Thursday. Uh, we've talked about the opt-outs uh, here uh, with the NFL. Of course, this being a pro football edition of the sports web. Uh, how, mu- how many more opt-outs do you feel like are going to be on Thursday? Do you feel like it's going to get over 60? Uh, will it stay under 60? How do you feel about this, Rick? If if it stays under a hundred, uh, it I I don't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. If it stays under a hundred, now I mean if you lose Drew Brees, that's a big deal. Uh, but short of somebody, I, and I'm talking Mahomes. Well, well, right, uh, really quick, is that a Super Bowl or bust? If they lose Drew Brees, then it becomes. Uh, well, then it's then then it's irrelevant. Then, it, then, yeah, then then the okay. bust already happened. Okay. Then it's then it's starting over, rebuilding. They, they've already begun the rebuild. Right, bust, bust. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, I mean, unless you're losing Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or somebody, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go out to this comment here. Uh, the bat wing sounds better. Uh, here's what sounds better for you. And it's not- yeah, I would hit the buzzer, but the buzzer didn't go off. So there you go. <laughs> Boo instead. And what you're watching right now is the evolution of sports talk television. It's the sports web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Rick Hughes from the cheap seat. Now I got a question. Yes. Is this, uh, is tonight sponsored by insurer or what you've got? You've got like the oldest part of your crew all coming on one night. I'm telling you, I mean, it's it's the Legends Night here. Rick, there you go. I mean, to me, Rick Hughes, <laughs> on your resume, what it shows. I mean, if you don't know about Rick Hughes, tell them about yourself, Mr. Hughes, and what you've been doing and what you have been doing in your past. Okay, 30 years of of professional photography in every pretty much every magazine you can think, every major magazine you can think of from – I don't know, Teen Vogue, Marie Claire, ESPN Magazine. Uh, the list goes on. I've shot for the Falcons, the Bengals. Uh, produced some television series. I've been on television series that were on the Travel Channel, Learning Channel, uh, Mav TV, Tough TV. Um, I've, I've, I've had a. I've been very blessed. I've been very blessed because I do think there are people that are a heck of a lot more talented than me, and I've, I've, I've been able to. to really have have success that uh i'm proud of stories mm-hmm. i'm proud of things i'm proud of and um it's all led me to right here right now very nice and that is the official the opt-out good stuff uh rick uh, from the cheap seats of course you've got a new show coming out on september 13th, yes right at nine o'clock yeah uh nine o'clock starting september 13th it's uh with the first week of games, the there will be a live game going on. You you can uh, call and talk to me about the live game that's going on, or you can talk about the games from the day. And uh, 
It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's basically a conversation in the cheap seats. That's basically what we're talking about. No no uh no lofty expectations from anybody. Let's all have a good time. That's what it's about. It's a good time. You don't have to show off your knowledge. You don't have you don't have to be afraid to call because you feel like you're not experienced enough and and you know, I mean if if you get picked on a little bit, well, what would you expect from your friends in the in the cheap seats? You know, well, that's what exactly. it's going to be all about. So you let's have fun. That's what it's going to be about. Going back to the Odell Beckham Jr., did you catch these comments? Yeah. I mean, well, again, we're not ready for a football season, so why are we trying to push forward? It's obviously for their money, and, and that bothers me because they've always been this. And I hate saying it like that, but, the owner's attitude is, oh, we own you guys. And just kind of that unfairness going on that they don't see us as human. I just feel like the season shouldn't happen and I'm prepared for it to not happen. So- okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not going to get myself in trouble here, but it all, it bothers me in a situation like this mm-hmm. when somebody says it's like they own us. No, they gave you an option. You don't even have to play. You can go home. We'll pay you $350,000. You go home. Call it a day. We'll see you next year. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Any job I've worked for, they've never they've never said, hey, you know what? Go ahead. Go home. We'll pay you anyway. A good <laughs> chunk of change. Go ahead. It's all right. Um, and, and just come back next year. We'll hold your job for you. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, that's not... Th- I guess I just have a different perspective or life has, has treated things different, treated me differently. But I think there's somebody, gosh, maybe someone out here will, will remember this. There was a quote from an athlete one time who said, they asked him if he felt pressure. And he said, I don't feel pressure. Pressure is trying to feed your kids. Well, I feel like Odell Beckham has completely lost perspective. He has no idea what it's like for the average guy who makes what fifty, forty thousand dollars? You know, he's trying to trying to you know pay his child support or keep his kids alive and take care of things that he's got to do. And life is hard, and they're cutting back at work because of, because of COVID nineteen. And maybe he loses his job. And I mean, now part of unemployment's gone away. And I mean, it's <laughs> I've got I, I just I, I just have a hard time feeling too sorry for this guy who can, who can go home. If he wants to, I mean, where's, where's the ownership in this? Where is the ownership in the fact that you can go home? It's okay. You, you pick, you pick, you want to go home and make $350,000 or do you want to make millions and play? Yeah. It's a heck of an option. It really is. And he said, I wouldn't mind not having it. I I get it. I wouldn't mind not working every day and doing sales and talking to people on the phone. But Um, he has that option. Right. But when they send me home, it's like you lost your job or you're going home for the day. You're not getting paid for it. Uh, So it's totally different. Of course, you talk about child support. I mean, unless he's paying two hundred and fifty eight thousand in this case, Blake Griffin is paying uh, his uh, ex-wife child support. I I guess that's totally different. Then that would probably make you want to work harder. But that's neither here nor there. I I almost feel like the Browns should be concerned at this juncture because here's a player that has talked about he wanted to retire in 2017, had a disappointing year last year, uh, been traded to the Giants. The Giants got rid of him. Uh, you, you don't get rid of talented wide receivers from nothing. There's a lot more baggage uh, that needs to be talked about with this player, and it's really a shame, Rick, because 
he can be one of the top five, top 10 wide receivers when he wants to be. But I almost feel like Odell wants to opt out of the season or not have a season so he can go on long boat rides uh, with other players, uh, suck it up. In the but he can do it. Right. Nobody's stopping him from doing it. They right. gave him the option. He said, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if they'd cancel it. They they gave him the option to not play. Yeah. Even better than even better than canceling. And then then you're what are they doing? Then they're telling him you're not playing. Yeah. This is even less ownership. They gave <laughs> him the option. Yeah. So I mean, what really? Seriously. You know, man up, make your call and shut up and do it. Give it, give, give it your best, no matter which way you decide. If you decide you want to opt out, stand behind it. Be, you know, be, be responsible for the decision you make. Accept the consequences, good and bad, the benefits, the consequences, all of it. You, you accept it, you live with it. And then next year, you come back for playing football again. You give it your best shot. You get out there and you, you don't party on a boat the night before. The game, you don't, you, you're, you're. Well, that worked out very well for him. I mean, he, he had one of the best uh, playoff performances of all time, right? Oh, wait, it didn't work out. <laughs> I, I got told, well, Peter, you know, you just don't let these athletes live their lives. I mean, why not go party on a boat when you haven't made the playoffs in a long time? Why not just let your team down? Oh, I'll answer that. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll answer that. Why not? Because right. don't you want to do your best? Right. At whatever you're doing. Do you have no professional pride? Thank you. Do you have no profession? Do you have no feeling? You see, I, I don't understand half-hearting something. I, d I don't I get it. I don't it it's, it's a, it's a, it, it's a weakness characteristic. And if he's going to sit there and say, oh, I, I, I don't have the discipline to say, I'm going to be the best I can be at my craft. I'd rather go out and play. Well, you know, that's going to that's gonna show. People say, let them live their life. Go ahead. Nobody's stopping you from living your life. But there are consequences for your choices, for your decisions. Whatever you decide to do in life, there are consequences. Uh, there are ramifications for the choices you make. And then don't get mad if somebody says, hey, you know, you, you, you went out and partied last night and then you didn't show up for the game. Well, what do you, what'd you think they were going to say? And could you have done a better job if you showed up? You know, you were, you weren't, you didn't have a hangover. You, you were not sunburned and, you know, you, you didn't have all the other, you know, been hanging on, a, hanging out on the boat. Awesome. You had a great time. Mm -hmm. You can do it tomorrow. You've got all off season. You can do this. You've got tons of time. It's not like the man lacks an opportunity to get on a boat in the sunshine. Sure. It's just don't do it right before a game, you yeah. know, I mean, and then complain that people, people are saying something about it. Look, yeah. man, it's like when somebody goes on, uh, goes on Twitter and they, they put, they, they put out their opinion or their thoughts and then they complain. Look, Donovan Smith just did this. Donovan Smith puts out there all of his thoughts about COVID-19. And then he says, why are y'all complaining about my opinion? Well, what? Because you put it on social media. You put it out there for people to respond to. Um, I mean, it, it's common sense and responsibility and acting like the adult in the room, mm. acting like the example that you're supposed to be, accepting responsibility for your actions. I mean, I, but then again, I'm one of the old guys on your show. 
So, um, you know, what do I know, right? Let them go out and live their life and they'll get a trophy anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're watching right now is the uh, trophy winning edition of the sports <laughs> football edition. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Rick Hughes from the Cheap Seats. Thanks to the Tampa Bay sports broadcasting legend, Al Keck, and of course, the legend himself, Mr. Leo Haggerty here. Let's go out to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this is what he had to say on Kyle Brandt's 10 Questions podcast. That's original, by the way, Kyle. Uh, you know, based on the circumstances around everything, when you just look at the facts, they traded up, they drafted him, which would be uh, love. I would say they like him. They want him to play. Now, he says, it's a different situation. In 2005, my first year, we were 4-12. and 12. Second year, we were 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, There wasn't uh, a clamoring to play me because it was normal for young guys to sit in the third year, in 07, we go 13-3. and three. We're one play away. Uh, we're in overtime versus, the, uh, of course, the Giants, the last time the Bucs made it in the NFC Championship game. Uh, so, you know, right now, these comments certainly seem like uh, Aaron Rodgers is contemplating his last days with the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts? Well, he's second in line because I think they've been thinking about contemplating his last days prior to him contemplating those last days. Look, the guy's always, he always looks unhappy. Even I mean, even when he's out on the field, he just looks unhappy. I mean, and, and like, look, just looks like a miserable kind of guy. I think that's the effect of Danica Patrick. I mean, she always looks unhappy. <laughs> Can you imagine that household? I, 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 I can't. I can't imagine it. I don't, I don't know how many years he stayed with her, but uh, yeah. I feel like her face just tells you how miserable uh, the opposite. But I feel the same way about him. Right. It, it, it's the same thing. It's it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, when you're 13 and 3, you ought to be jumping around and having a good time and, and everything should be great and not like, you know, you're, look at look at look at Brady when, when, you know, the team wins, he's happy. When the team's not happy, he's out motivating them, getting them, getting them excited. He's not like, eh. R E L A X. No, no, right. get jacked up. Come on, man. Don't relax. No, LFG. That's what he says. And, and yeah. Rogers is relax, relax with the du discount double check. But, you know, to tell you the truth, and he goes on to say, uh, the scenario is different. Uh, it's not really different. I'll tell you why, because the Packers were in the NFC championship game. Although Rodgers seems like he's still playing at a high level, you know, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, he also says, I think quarterbacks are playing earlier. It gives them some latitude for young coaches and GMs to play their guys. And I get it. I really do. When asked about the Bears playing for them, oh, man, that's a tough thought right now there. So uh, I think he's correct. The circumstances are different. This time he's the starter. Okay. So that's really what the circumstance that's that's the different circumstances. He's looking at it. He's got the shoes on the other foot. That's what he's looking at. I mean, you can always find the devils in the details. You can find some details that are different. The situation's never going to be precisely and exactly the same. But the bottom line is, look, they brought him in when they had Brett Favre. Okay. <laughs> they they now they brought somebody because he's when he's there. You know, if there's one guy on the planet that can't complain, it would be him. Right. But really, I mean, he's still playing at a high level. It, it wasn't his problem for that defense giving up 180 yards rushing to the San Francisco 49ers. He had oh. no 
control over that. No, but it was Favre was still playing at a high level when they brought Rodgers in. Right. I mean that that this is this that, is the way that, this this is the way the organization does business. Yeah. He well, enjoyed the spoils of it before. Now, uh, well, here's here's where she was on the other foot. Sorry, buddy. Now, do you think this is coach that's kind of pushing this, the new coach and Matt LaFleur, or do you think this is the organization itself? Uh, it could be either one. Okay. Uh, do, but do I do I honestly think that LaFleur came in there and said, hey, let's let let's tick off Aaron Rodgers? And I doubt it. I think it, it probably is just the organization said, look, all right, we we – we we are probably now there's a lot of conjecture here i don't know what i'm talking about um i think they're looking at it and saying here's a guy that's not happy to be here he he always seems unhappy to be here he's getting older he's and you know what quarterbacks come cheaper now when they're young we can we we can keep pumping a lot of money into aaron rodgers or now we can get a cheaper far more economical Mm -hmm. uh, quarterback. And this is, this is a funny, this, this is the, the ironic part of all of it is they're going to have a lot more money to pay other people. And that's the one thing Rogers is complaining about is that they don't have the rest of the team around them. And well, they just, this, this will open up that opportunity. Won't it? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a catch 22. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He's proven it, but there's a glut of quarterbacks in the NFL. Right now, there's there's too many quarterbacks and not enough teams. Now it's usually the other way around. Um, what I think is going to happen in the long run is you're going to see a lot of players. You, look, you see Winston taking a a deal to be a backup for not a lot of money. You see Cam, who I still I do not think is going to be the starter in New England. Wow. Uh, I think you have a situation where um, these guys that that you think of as the, you know, they're the only guy who can do this or that, you know, there's such a, we, we think of a good quarterback as this precious commodity and that's changing. And it really is. I mean, it's almost like running backs. Remember when running backs were, were, were not a dime a dozen. Now, yeah, we got three of them, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's that quarterbacks are becoming the same thing. And it's because the rule changes, they made it easier to be a quarterback. Now you're not going to get hit. You can, that's why you can last longer. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to throw a flag. If the guy looks at you dirty, you know, if he unties your shoelaces, that's a, you know, they'll, they'll throw a penalty flag because he hits you below the, but below the uh, knees. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a difference that guys who play quarterback, the pretty boys, the guys who usually are the, the, the focal point of everything, you know, the, there's a, re a real reality that's about to hit them. Because now you've got a whole, a, a, quite a, a pretty big crew coming in next year. And now how many extra quarterbacks do you have? Um, I, I think the league's changing. And, and I think the NFL is smart. They probably had this planned and none of us saw it coming. But the value, the money going into quarterbacks is going to drop a lot because of quite simple supply and demand. It, that's how, that's how Everything works when it comes to money, supply and demand. And the supply is really, really high right now. All right, let's go out to the webheads. Transformers more than meets the eye. Okay, thank you. MyCannabisCard.com, one of our, our, our sponsor, our newest sponsor here on the sports web. You should probably fire those cannons. Let me do that. Oh. There we go. Christopher Cole says, Rogers has as many Super Bowls as far, but one. 
uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, and CannabisCard.com. You know what Christopher just said there? Yeah, Rogers has as many Super Bowls as Favre, and they replaced Favre while he still had some years left. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, for me, though, Jordan Love, I don't think he's the answer. And the Packers have an opportunity to win now. You would think with all the wide receivers, with the glut of wide receivers, that they would have drafted uh, some guys to help him out. But it just doesn't seem like they really want to win. You know, going back to the Matt LaFleur thing, here's the interesting thing. He talked about this today. Right now, most importantly, Aaron's our quarterback, and I see him here for a very long time. However, uh, that is, I don't think anybody, however, how, how long that is, I don't know if anybody knows. Uh, nothing is guaranteed in this league, but I feel so lucky to be able to work with him on a daily basis. I don't see that changing for a very long time. What do you make of that? I mean, that's like, um, it's like a cliche. I'm very happy to be here. We want the team to win. One moment he says, uh, Aaron is our quarterback. I see him for a really long time. However, he did the Stephen A. Smith. However, uh, I don't think anybody knows. Uh, he's well, the- I think what he's doing there is, is what he has to do. He, okay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the is the quarterback right now. Stroke his ego. Do what you have to do. Talk about how wonderful he is. Oh, he's going to be here forever. I, if I remember right, Arians did the same thing with Winston last year. Right. Uh, that's why I came to Tampa was because I wanted to coach Winston. Uh, I mean, you remember all that. I think that's. I think you're just seeing the same thing in different colors. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree colors. with you on that, but it, it just seems like he's kind of contradicting himself because in one sentence he's he's saying he's our quarterback. I see him very a uh, very long time. It's almost like the uh, Ricky Bobby joke. Uh, you know, I, I respect you, uh, but what you're saying right now doesn't mean a damn a bit of difference. Right. You know. Well, it, I think he's saying it, but he also knows he doesn't have – it's not only up to him. So he's he may be saying in his eyes, I see him here for a very long time if I get my way, but he also may be saying Aaron may want out. So yeah, what am I supposed to do about that? Um, you know, there there's and, – and they're all a little bit of politicians. They're all working egos, balancing egos, doing everything they have to do when it comes to that. And that's that's pretty much how I see what he's doing. There. Oh, is it him or is it the organization? I think it's a combination. I mean, he's – well, he's let, – let, let me put it this way. He works for the organization. He took the job, so it's both. Right. So you, you've been around this game. Do you feel like a young coach can say, look, Aaron Rodgers is not my guy. I signed up. He's still playing at a high level, but I want my guy. I want – is that a fallacy? Is there a problem with a coach saying that? Or is that just the way it is in the NFL? That completely depends on the organization and the moment. I mean, okay. if if you're going into Chicago, you might say, I, I don't really believe in, in in an interview. You also have to understand this. Do you, are you Bill Parcells going into an interview? Or are you somebody who's never had it? Are you Eric Bieniemy who's going into an interview? Right. They, they can say two totally different things. There's no one size fits all answer there. Um, somebody with the track record, Bruce Arians could come in. He, he could say whatever he wants, wherever he wants. Uh, but a, a Eric Bieniemy interviewing probably doesn't have the latitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. That that's all the gamesmanship. That's that's anybody else. Anybody out here working. Anybody listening. That that works a day job. That's you know <laughs> the guys who've been there for a long time. The guys who've succeeded, they get away with more. They do a little bit more. And uh, 
it's the same thing in, in football. It's the same thing in life and any kind of job. It's the exact same situation. Um, the guys who've achieved, the guys who've succeeded, they have more latitude. The new guys that just get that, that, that just come on the team. Yeah. You, you, they, they better uh, walk a little more narrow line. Well, I agree with you on that. But then again, first year coach gets the Packers to the NFC championship. I mean, if he can duplicate some of that success, we're talking about, you know, not having those weapons and still being able to make it to the NFC championship game. Then you start to become the hot young gun where yeah. you're asking for a contract extension, much like a Sean McVay. So I'm just wondering with those comments, uh, they're kind of convoluted. Uh, if you're you asking, did he is he the one who pulled the trigger who said, I wonder. let's make this? Yeah, I wonder too. Um, I'm I'm certain he had input. I'm certain they said, yeah. I know I don't I don't know what uh, I don't know what scouting was done on Jordan Love. I don't know from a Green Bay perspective what they saw in him, who was around him, what the connection is there. But if somebody saw something, if he saw something in Jordan Love that he said, I like this guy. I really like this guy. Um, I think we can, we can do something with him. Let's get him in here. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it was worth it. If, if Favre behind the scenes, Favre, if Rogers behind the scenes <laughs> is whining and uh, crying about, you know, all kinds of things and complaining and complaining and complaining at some point you can be good. You, you can be a top salesperson. And they give you a lot of latitude if you're a top salesperson and you're, you know, you're complaining, complaining, complaining at some point, every job, every sales job, they've gotten rid of the top salesperson and everybody else's jaw drops. Why? Because that guy's causing just too much trouble. It's not worth it anymore. Makes lots of sense. And we're on with Rick Hughes from the cheap seats here on the sports web pro football edition, open phone lines. I've got no phone. Where's Johnny Dean. Now, I, 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 come on. Tonight. I feel alone. I feel like you guys have abandoned me. We got a great guest here. We've had great guests. Uh. on that phone, And you're just sitting back with your thumb up your nose, probably eating Lou will uh, lemon pepper, barbecue wings and, and, and watching uh twerking, uh, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> and you know, you know, Matt, where's Matt? I know Matt, no Matt Colson. Come on, man. Uh, you know, twerking essential. I mean, you guys are looking at that. You guys are not calling the phone lines. I don't know what's going on right now. I miss now. these guys. Uh, stunning is stunning. I'm back. That's good. Uh, how's it going, Pewter Blake? It's going good. Appreciate you. Uh, where have you been? And I don't know why Johnny Dean is saying that because I'm definitely not going to say that. Uh, I'll just say this. <laughs> You know better to say that kind of stuff. 727-255-0391 and 727-255-0391. Let's talk about Devin McCourty and his comments. Of course, uh, this was breaking tonight, and I didn't get a chance to see the story, but Adam Schefter reported the deadline is Thursday now. But Devin McCourty uh, had this to say. I think it's an absolute joke that the NFL is changing the opt-out period, mainly because they don't want to continue to see guys opt out. I'm sure they're shocked about how many guys have opted out. I think it's terrible. I think it's BS that the league has changed the date. Monday will be our first day in the building. So to try to act like guys are trying to make a decision about something other than virtual meetings is a joke. When players understand how much power we have, we've seen things change for us, primarily even with this deal with the COVID-19 and trying to get everything back. We saw some of their strength. We'll see how everything turns out uh, come uh, with the week and if it ends up being the deadline. 
So he was talking about possibly Tuesday or Wednesday. We know officially now from Adam Schefter of ESPN, it will be Thursday. Does Devin McCourty of the New England Patriots have a point? No, we lost your sound. Oh, yeah, you, you can't mute yourself there, buddy. I, I got to hear you. Can, can you, you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, That's all right. Look, no, they don't have a point. No, he doesn't have a point. Because uh, nothing was signed. The agreement wasn't signed. If you if you want to lock the NFL into a particular position, sign the freaking agreement. Until you sign that agreement, it's all up for grabs. It's all up for negotiating. That's all part of negotiating. And if in the middle of negotiating, the NFL says, look, some things have changed. We think our, we need our players to have a little more flexibility. We need we need to get these guys in here earlier so we know who's on these teams. We've got to have more time. And maybe there's some give and take in some other area. That's all part of negotiating. But the deal hasn't officially been signed yet by the Players Association. You know what? If you want to lock the NFL in, lock them in. All you have to do right now, I guarantee you, for the, for the Players Association, if they said, yeah, no, you can't move that up. And uh, if you do, we're done. Yeah. They're gonna move. They're gonna keep it right where it was. I mean, there's there's I get, there's give and take. There's pushing and pulling. There's lots of things that go on in negotiating. So for him to he's Devin McCourty is making it sound as though it's just one side unilaterally making the decisions. And in a negotiation, if you let one side make all the decisions, well, whose fault is that? Well, it's NFL Players Association yeah. reported that they have no problem with the NFL moving up the date. And yeah. again, Thursday, is that enough time? I mean, I feel like NFL <laughs> players have known about this. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't going to change overnight, and I get it. You know, we're dealing with something that hasn't been seen before. There's family issues. We've talked about it. But it almost seems like, you know, you want a whole month until the NFL season starts, and then basically – you put your NFL team in a bind by saying, you know what, I'm going to opt out. That's not fair either, Rick. Well, I agree. What's going to happen if, I mean, what what's going to happen between that? It's one week that they're changing it, first of all. Mm -hmm. One week. Right. Not a month. You know, not, not, not even two weeks. No, one week that they're changing it. Yeah. Um, what is, what information is going to come to you in that week that's going to radically change everything? Um and, and you know what? Everything changes day to day. We all have to admit that everything changes day to day. Some days are better than others. So what happens? You have a bad day and all of a sudden, oh, I'm opting out because the numbers went up. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't see that coming. You don't think it's going to happen at some point? Of course it is. So you, you, <laughs> you've got the information to where you can step back and make a big boy decision. Put on your big boy pants and make the call. Um, you, you've got plenty of information. Right now, you don't need more information. You need what Johnny Dean likes to talk about there in the chat room. You need you need a pair of those um, to <laughs> just go ahead and make your decision. Uh, yes, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, and I will fire the cannons for that. There we go. All right. So, again, open phone line 727-255-0391 at 727-255. 0391. It's the Sports Web. I'm your host, Peter Blake, along with Rick Hughes from the Chief Seats here on your Pro Football uh, Edition. So, CJ Mosley, two games last year. <laughs> Who? 
Yeah. The, uh, the linebacker. Who I remember. Was, I think I remember him. Yeah. He's taking, taking the Jets for a ride. $29 million last year uh, for two games. Uh, nine tackles and interception was having an unbelievable uh, season there. And then decided to go out with a groin injury. Can't control injury. But then he gets $10 million in March and decides to opt out. Is this fair or not? I mean, again, this is, this is smart you, guy. they negotiated it. Right. I is mean, it fair? Absolutely. <laughs> they negotiated it. It's just now, now it's the other way around. Sometimes you win. Sometimes you lose. You're, you're in sales. You know, full well, that's what it's like. <laughs> that's, that's part of the deal. It's bad. That's a bad deal. Uh, for all, <laughs> his contract is being extended. Uh, it alleviates the cap hit because it could have been 17.5. Of course, that's where the 10 million comes in. So now it's only 7.5. So it kind of helps the Jets out, but it's their highest paid defensive player. You lose Jamal Adams. I mean, basically, just end the season for the Jets. It's over, right? I mean, they're going to be in last place this year, right? Yeah. Well, they always are. You know, <laughs> this is when, when you're talking. What's that? I feel bad because I know there's Jets fans out there, and I know Jacob. Uh, Sharnow, who does the Hard Count Football Podcast, is a big-time Jets fan. I, I feel like right now he's like, what the hell do I got to do here? I, I lose uh, the best safety in the game. I lose my best defensive player on the team to an opt-out after he cashed in for $10 million and $29 million over the next two seasons. I, I don't know how you can be a Jets fan. I mean, what do you do? You you got Sam Darnold, you've got Frank Gore, you've got Leon Bell, who was disappointing last year. I mean, this organization is a mess. Look, Buc Buccaneers fans have. <laughs> it's, a mess. it's like when you're looking at Greg Schiano and the MRSA thing and that whole mess and everything that was going on then. How could you be a Bucks fan then? Uh, a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, how could you ever be a Cleveland Browns fan? I mean, it's it. This is just what you go through, and and the one thing I will tell you: always do this. Always do this. Look for the one commonality through the whole string. That why have the Jets been bad for so long? It's got to come from ownership. Mm. It has to come from ownership. Uh, you cannot have good, solid, great ownership and be this bad for this long. It, you just cannot. That's not how it works. No, you're exactly right. It definitely starts with the ownership and the Johnsons. Uh, everyone needs to say some uh, thoughts and prayers for uh, Blackie uh, Lawless there. Uh, he went back to surgery today, so our prayers are out to uh, Blackie. Uh, hopefully you get through it. I know you've had a tough time, my friend. Uh, Bucks Report and the Sports Web, the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Our family definitely has your back, so get through uh, prayers to you and your family going forward. Uh, let's talk about new ownership. The Rock decided <laughs> to buy the XFL. If you smell what the Rock is cooking along uh, with, and well, let's get back to the phone. We actually got a phone call. Hey, Curtis from Newport Richie. Welcome to the Evolution of Sports Talk Television. Right. And what's on your mind? What's going on, Peter? What's going on with you, buddy? Just hanging out, man. Yeah, Monday night. Um, everybody's just kind of, you know, they're in a, a mist. That's how I feel when I get on uh, up in the morning, do my sales job on a Monday morning, and they ask me to do an intro. It's just like, why do I got to do this? It's Monday morning. <laughs> Let me sleep in bed. Come on, Curtis, wake up. It's the sports web. Come on, I'm come big, with it. I'm, 
I've been home with the baby all day, and I'm oh. she got me exhausted. She got well, me exhausted. there you go. I hear the baby in the background there. Sounds so. like you've been uh, on on one of our sponsors' websites. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to uh, comment about you know the ownership and stuff. I I, I can agree with the ownership is mm-hmm. a big thing, right? But uh, the one thing I will say about uh, Bruce Arians and his staff is uh, drafting mature players and guys that want it. Correct. Because uh, for a long time, you know, we would draft guys that we didn't know if they wanted it enough, and they weren't mature enough sure. to, hand, to handle coming into the situation that we had going on here in Tampa. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, all these guys are grown-ass men, and they should want to come in and handle their business the way you want to. But when you're looking at people like, and you know, I don't like the name drop, but I'm going to like Mike Smith mm-hmm. and, that, <laughs> and that terrible defense. Yep. Why did you have to drop that name? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mike Smith, and, and I because met the guy. I will, he, because I will never, you know what? The, I will say this: that year when we played Carolina, and I think it was one of Cam Newton's last healthy games. Yes, and. Curtis Samuels and everybody who touched the ball went for 60 yards. Well, yeah, and that's because there was no tackling. And of course, they were playing their new zone defense, which was uh, 15 yards apart, you know, from the receiver. There was no no pressing off coverage. And, you know, every, if when you give an NFL wide receiver 15 (laughs) yards before you even get your hands on, what the hell do you think is going to happen? The center of the field, they're just, they just completely decided. Yep. Nobody and, uh, needs to be in the center of the field. No. Listen, between Mike Smith and Greg Schiano, I, I just those were some of the worst. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, I, I've heard, you know, not none of you guys, but I've heard some people uh, bomb Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris was doing a good job. They didn't let Raheem Morris spend the money. Uh. Uh, hold on now. That's not the whole picture. No, I know that. I understand that. But I'm just saying, you know, we, 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 okay, the year f- him and Josh Freeman went 10 and 6. Right. I remember. Yeah, he, did a, he did great that year. And, and yeah, he, but, what, but what happened the very next year? That's a, that's a good point. And I've always gotten on this. I was doing radio at the time. I was screaming at the top of uh, the rooftops of how the Bucks should have went out and got free agents for him because they went 10 and 6 and even asked a former player about how they felt about the Bucks organization attacking it and he said it was a letdown in that locker room where they should have went after players in free agency when they had the opportunity and, and I get and, it free agency we, is is not the biggest you know the, the solver but they went 4 and 2 they went to London and then the wills absolutely fell off. And and I'm not trying to be mean, but sure. nobody was afraid of Aurelius being and Mike Williams. No, of course not. And they had needs in the secondary. When you have an EJ Biggers, hello, EJ yeah. Biggers, he stinks. He's and, terrible. And, and, and I mean, Doug Martin ran for 1,500 yards. For me, he ran for 1,400 yards that season. We went 10 6. But well, you're thinking knew. you're you're thinking of Legarrette Blunt now. You're not thinking of Doug uh, Legarrette oh, Blunt yeah, that right. year. Legarrette Blunt right. uh, was the young guy there, and and they felt like they had a trifecta with Freeman. 
and Blunt, and of course, Mike Williams. But to add to that, if you get a veteran presence on the defensive line at the corner situation, you could have got a Jonathan Joseph, uh, uh, non no money, right? No money, no money, spent a dime. and they spent money the next year when Greg Schiano came in, and he was terrible. He was a terrible, terrible. coach. They got Mercer. Uh, they could never stop blitzing at all. The defense was terrible. The offense was terrible. Everything was terrible. The, remember, up and down. I they, we gave we gave Eric Wright that terrible contract. Yep, yep. And that was you were trying to get uh, Deshaun Golston, but I know what Rick's talking about. At the time, they were trying to save money, and they may have not necessarily had that much confidence in Raheem because there were rumors out there that Raheem was hanging out with Josh Freeman at 2 o'clock in the morning. Not just that. It's the bottom line is this. The players gave up on on Raheem. Now, you can say whatever you want, but if, if you can't keep your players motivated, if you get it to the point where the players just check out, Right. You're not a good head coach. Okay. He had a great year, but it takes more than a great year to make a great head coach. Okay. You can't just have a great year and then halfway through the next one when a little bit of adversity comes, the players you know, check out. No, no, no. He wasn't ready for that position. And that's why what happened happened. Do I think he, he definitely can be a great head coach? Absolutely. But I think to sit there and over exaggerate and say, "Oh, he was a great head coach," or "He was a he was good," no, he had a good year. He he was decent at best. I would listen. I would take him ninety nine times over Greg Schiano. Oh, I agree. Sure, sure, sure. I, sure. I mean, <laughs> and 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 Dirk Cutter. I, you know what? I'm gonna just say this. Dirk Cutter just, I, him and Mike Smith got together. And we tried to run the Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah. It was all offense, no defense. Nope. And then there were times where, you know, like the Washington Redskins game, you put up 500 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns. Yep. Or, Look, or, I, I think with Dirk we and have to Mike sit here Smith. And cry and yeah. remember Kirk Cousins saying, you like that old. <laughs> Look, I think. It's tough. I think it's tough. I, I think Dirk and Mike Smith checked out. I think once I think Dirk got the head coaching job. I think at that point, Mike Smith. I I just don't think he really cared. I think he just kind of mailed it in. I don't. He was half heartedly coaching. He had his book to pitch. He was. He had gone on to other things. His mind was not. His passion wasn't into into coaching. I think Dirk. Dirk just didn't really coach, and he even flat out said. If he, he doesn't feel like he needs to really coach Winston, um, <laughs> yeah. one liners praising Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? It's, and also, it's in your job description. You're the head coach, right? Well, he's so, trying to make Deshaun Jackson the team leader when he was a malcontent in that locker room. You got the tree humper himself, uh, Chris Baker, a part of that. I don't know what was worse, you know, Dirk Cutter's coaching or Greg Schiano. Of course, you know, Schiano would bring all that money in and having free agency. You get Mercer in that locker room. You trade a first-round pick yeah. for Terrell Revis. I get what he's saying, and I almost feel like you're right. The team did give up on Raheem Morris, Rick. But also, what does it tell you when you don't go out and spend money in free agency after you go 10-6? and six, It tells you that the organization doesn't necessarily have confidence, not only in the coaching but also in the players, I almost feel like if they needed some help, that would have given them. That would have that would have been the year where you help those players out. Maybe you know making some of those 
uh, moves, uh, they get over the top. But it's neither here. Ultimate, ultimately, I don't think it would have made the the difference. I think they might have won. Yeah, they they probably would have won some more games. But I don't think that the mentality. I think the youngry mentality that I, I think that was Raheem. I think that was the atmosphere that was built there was youngry. And um, I, I honestly don't think bringing in veterans, I don't, I don't think that would have worked right then. I don't think that was the vibe of the organization. Well, here would be nice to say, yeah, spend money. Things would have been different. Right. You could have spent money. We've done it. So many times we've seen it done in every in every league by so many teams. How many times have the Yankees spent how much money on a team and then gotten nowhere? That's right. not that's not always the answer. Remember, if somebody's letting them go, there's a reason. But also to that point, when you have a young green team, uh, they're unproven, and and if you don't give them any veterans that they can look up to and have that leadership quality, then basically they're not looking over their shoulder, so they have their jobs. Uh, so they get complacent, and then having an extra leadership shows some of these guys, like a Mike Williams, a caveman group. Who knows if you have a veteran and in there to show uh, Mike Williams, maybe he doesn't go down the road he went down, and unfortunately, he did. Uh, I think you, you veteran leadership, you can't put a price on it, and you see, uh, you got to have a nice mix. You can't just have young players and expect them. I I agree, I agree a hundred percent with you, but I think that they were building the team, saying we want young. This is what we're trying to do is young. Right. Uh, youngry. Youngry. It was Raheem's battle cry was youngry. And, you know, to say sitting here today, oh, yeah, you bring in veteran leadership, mm -hmm. veteran leadership on a team that's all about youngry. I don't know if that works. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he couldn't even hold things together as it was. Uh, so I, I don't know the answer. But to, to say that, it's a better situation than there was with Chiano. Sure. But that's, Absolutely. it doesn't, that doesn't mean you've got a winner. It just means it's maybe less of a loser, but uh, okay. If that's what you're shooting for, but you, you bring in, look, look what happens when you bring in a head coach like Arians. Let me ask you something. Can you see, let's say the team's struggling first half of the year is over and the team is struggling. Can you picture the young guys on this team quitting. No, not a chance. And it's not because Brady's here because they wouldn't have done it last year either. Okay. They wouldn't have quit last year either. Even before Brady got here, they wouldn't do it because you have, and you, you, this is what they're talking about with culture. The culture then was bad from the ground up Absolutely. from the top down. The culture was bad. It was bad with lovey. It was bad with Raheem. It was bad with Shiano. Here's the thing, and Rick. Listen, that goes back to my next comment. Uh -huh. There was a lot of times and don't get me wrong. You know, I will always have a little respect for Gruden for, for winning us that Super Bowl and beating up his old team. Cause he knew an old team's playbook. Right. But there's, there's a lot of times where I wanted to bitch slap him for his draft picks. Well, yeah. I mean, it just it killed him. I mean, the uh, greatness of uh, Marquise Walker from Michigan who couldn't run a route. Uh, the greatness of – man, I I'm trying to think it, of, of some of the it's guys. So, it, it's so hard to think about. There are a lot. <sighs> Even when we did get draft good players, do sure. you know what he did? He traded them away. Traded them away. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. You, you can't do that, and you can't go out constantly in the free agency, and that's the reason why – the Glazers not only you know saving on the soccer team, but because they went through it with Gruden, seeing 
how uh, he was you know spending on a guy like a Charlie Gardner who was a bum. You know, yep. Tim Brown, Brown. Who, yeah, Tim Brown came in for a cup of coffee. <laughs> he, tried. Uh, he, he won with the Buccaneers. Now, then he wanted to still go back and try to win with the Raiders afterwards. Right. I mean, right. exactly. So uh, the problem is he, he never, he never, he never tried to develop a quarterback. Yeah. All the years he was here, he never tried to develop a quarterback because he acted like he didn't have time. Okay. Cause he, he was here, what, 2002? To what, like oh nine? Nine, yeah. right? Nine, yeah. And Brad Johnson was here till what, like oh four, oh five? Yep. And he got rid of guys like John Lynch, and and he got rid of guys like Warren Sapp, who still had some left in the tank. And I get it; they were going through cap hell. But the problem is, when you get rid of those veterans, you have to replenish them with draft picks, and that's the conundrum, right? Leo Ward. Uh, two first round picks, two second round picks. You lost those, so you didn't have those. But when you got the picks back, you got to make them stick because if you don't, then basically you're screwed. And that came down to Gruden. That came down to Bruce Allen. And that's why the team uh, suffered. Even saying that, they will still somewhat competitive because they did have three division championships. Give give that even, to John Gruden. Even, even, even Mark Dominic was on my bitch slap list. Like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> dude, this guy. And, and <laughs> If Jason Light wouldn't have got Bruce Arians here, he was on my bitch slap list too. Yikes. I'm like, dude, dude, you, you, dude, Bruce, you're, you're messing. I mean, uh, uh, Jason I, don't, like, I don't think Arians, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't think Jason Light had a chance before this season, before last season. I really don't. I believe that being the, the new GM, I think there were things that there were decisions that were made for him when he came in with, uh, with, he came in with, with Lovey, correct? Yeah, correct. Right. When he came in with Lovey, I think he was, he, I don't think he had a whole lot of power at that point. I think decisions were being made. He was, he was establishing himself in Tampa. Um, I think as, as time's gone on, I think, I think when Lovey looked, the team rebelled against Lovey. Um, from, from, uh, what I hear, the defense was not happy at all with Lovey. Uh, so what did they do? Well, the, in typical Buccaneers fashion, everything turned to chaos in your coaching search. And at the last second, what do you do? You grab, uh, Luciano, this guy. Yeah. Good. Take him. Well, because they got um, turned down by Chip Kelly at the last right. Minute. And that's happened before, always three times, before. right? And so, what do you do now? You got Greg Schiano. You're dealing with that disaster and the mess that that caused from every angle you can think of. It's I still I I still think that's the one of the worst periods, if not the worst period in Buccaneer history. <laughs> and I lived through Richard Williamson. Oh. Um, now, having said that. You replace him. Now, I get where they went. When they went to uh, Cutter, I understand why they went to Cutter, because they had Jameis. They had the new guy there. We, we, that, we all do. We all do. Yeah, yeah. you want to keep that continuity. And everybody who, who keeps saying, well, Jameis had all the changes in coordinators. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. They kept, they literally kept the guy. 
Well, so you, that Jameis had continuity. Change his offense around from Lovey. If you have Lovey Smith, he's going to more than anything else be able to call some of those plays of running the ball. The offense changed when Dirk Cutter took over as yeah, a coach. It, it, it pretty it, it pretty much went from run balanced to I mean from balanced to air raid. Yeah, I mean it's just it's to me it was ridiculous and and I, th- I think it was because the the defense went from horrible to even worse. Well, I and mean, that's why was, Lovey got fired in the first place because he was. Yeah. Hired to well, fix no, the defense, yeah. and he don't did. You had the you had the Jolly Green Giant and Gerald McCoy in the middle. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so you just hit you. you <laughs> this is your fault. I'm about to. I, I I will try to not go off here, but I want to go off because go off. I can't stand Gerald McCoy. Nice guy. Good for him. You're a nice guy. You're a good guy. You can help people up. You can apologize for hitting a quarterback in the end zone. I hear you. You're a good sport. Yay. Okay. You were on this team for how freaking long? And you you managed to complain. And you think you're going to be in the ring of honor. Look, all the years of watching Buccaneer football, paying attention to Buccaneer football, I can't name one Gerald McCoy play not one year after year after year i can't name one play not one highlight not one thing he did the entire freaking time other than some bad plays some mistakes apologizing i can remember that now what happens you bring you bring in the dirty player and dominican sue who hasn't done anything dirty in forever but okay he earned it back whenever but here comes this guy, and what, two touchdowns last year? Uh, how much of an impact on this team did he have? A massive impact. Yeah. I, um, You know what? There is a far greater chance I would put Indomitian Sue in the Buccaneer Ring of Honor before I would put Gerald McCoy. <laughs> Gerald McCoy, you're, you're nothing but but a soft, whiny, just just trash talker to your own fans. You trash talk your own fans and you're apologizing and polite to the other guys. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Brady. I'm sorry, Big Ben. Okay. Go, go ahead, and, Curtis. And, and here's the thing. The last, the very last time I talked to Peter, me and Peter actually had this conversation. And this is why I told Peter, that's why Levante David is still here. And he's not. Yeah. Yes. I agree. But you kind of wonder if McCoy... Uh, kind of uh, rubbed off on that locker room just a little bit, and yes, now uh, that's that that's what you worry about. So, yeah, I mean, look, the Jets are in that same situation right now. I mean, from top to bottom, they're just terrible. I mean, it's just Adam Gase is going to be fired. I and I well, feel bad for Jets fans. I do. How did he get that job in the first place? I don't understand how he even got that job. Well, I mean, I that's mean, the problem. A guy like Eric Bieniemy, who deserves the job and most likely should get the job. Apparently, apparently, he's supposed to be good with quarterbacks. But well, I don't know where. <laughs> where is he been good with the quarterback? I mean, was he good in Miami? It was a good. Was he good with uh, the Chicago Bears and Jay and Jay Cutler? Maybe for a couple of years there. But is that well, Jay Cutler like, or is that Gates? Well, that's just like you guys were saying though about even about Cleveland, like. Don't get me wrong. Cleveland has all the talent in America. Mm-hmm. They got more first-round picks than anybody I can think about on their whole offense and defense. Sure. But the, the question is, can they put it together? Well, that's the problem, man. You look at the Jets uh, from you know this year to this year, from 2010 to 2018, they've got one first-round pick. I mean, right there, that is your recipe for disaster, and they're paying a linebacker who played two games last year. Guys, it's, 
It's the same problem in Cleveland that it is with the Jets, and it has to be because there's one constant, and it's ownership. Yep. That's what it has to be. And let me tell you something. Look at look at what happened when Culverhouse left and uh, and Malcolm took over. Yep. Right? It became a, a successful organization. There was a whole different culture. Everything was great. And when and God bless him, when we lost Malcolm, the team fell apart when, when the boys took over. And it's taken them 20 years to to build to to learn how to be owners to learn how to be owners now whether it's because jason light eventually said hey i've got a connection here with bruce arians i don't know but it seems like the ownership is is they they always seemed like they were trying to do the right thing Trying, they just didn't know what they were doing but they were always trying very hard now the jets i don't see the jets I, you know, I, I see the Jets selling tickets. I think the ownership knows, you know what, where the Jets, the stadium is going it, to, it's going to sell out. It doesn't matter. We, we've got this. It's, I don't know how concerned they are with winning. Cleveland, I just think is, I, 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 have, no, I have no explanation for the they're Browns. Cursed. They're cursed. I mean, they're just. I, gotta, <laughs> I have a comment. Go ahead. A couple weeks ago, our friend, and I'm going to say his name, Matt from Oklahoma was talking about Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Over, over Jameis Winston. Right. And I want to tell Matt from Oklahoma something. Uh, what Baker Mayfield came into the league, the talent that was around him when he came into the league, Jameis Winston had did have half of the talent that Baker Mayfield had when Baker Mayfield came into the league. I, I think it's a fair assessment. I do. Offense, I definitely. And offense. And yep, I think there's a better team around him. And the disappointing thing with Baker Mayfield is he's, he's a number one overall pick, and he hasn't been able to be productive. And I think this is a big year for him. He's only being that new offense from Kevin Stefanski coming from the Vikings. Hopefully, he could turn it around and, because I want to see the Browns. I, I like Browns fans. I think they're diehards, and yeah, I think they're akin to to Bucks fans out there. But it's disappointing to have all these expectations every year. And you know, you live and die with that team and not get it done. It, it comes down to one thing, man. It comes down to the quarterback. If the quarterback is not getting it done, it doesn't matter how much talent you put around. That that team goes with Baker Mayfield. If it goes down, that team is going down. So see, I don't see the Browns fans as being akin to to Buccaneers fans. I see them being akin to Falcons fans. Okay. Um I, I see that. Never really never never succeeding. But um, always coming, you know, or having your moments where you come close, mm-hmm. just don't have to break your heart a little bit more, you yeah. know. Just to, uh, that that I see the the parallel parallel. Mm-hmm. But it seems what seems different with the with certain organizations, and I'll include the Buccaneers. But I, I think that, and it's not just the Patriots; they're the obvious. But there are just a lot of different organizations, even some teams that have not won Super Bowls, that you. You just see that there's a that something about the it, it starts in ownership. There's something about that 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 you look at that team and go, oh yeah, they could rebuild and and win it. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Can you really? Can you see the okay? Can you see the New York Giants becoming a Super Bowl team again? Sure, someday. Could you see the Jets becoming a Super Bowl team down the road? No. Can you see the Browns becoming a Super Bowl team down the road? Uh, I don't think so. History would uh, point out, no, that's not a possibility at this. And, and that's 
that's the 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 cycle that you see. There are certain teams; it's just never going to happen. And I hate I hate Dallas with a passion, but I know they're a Super Bowl contender. Of course they are. Yes, absolutely. Even though they've sucked for a long time now, but the reason why they've sucked is because of ownership. That's exactly what we're talking oh, about. Please. Jerry Jones is not able to get out of the way. Curtis, we got to run. Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate you. All right. All right. All right, man. Good stuff from Curtis. Open phone line. I think Alex, the flamethrower himself, Mr. Fleming, is trying to call in 727-255-0391. While we're waiting for Alex, let me say this. Yes. Dallas may suck, but Dallas, when Dallas sucks, they're six and ten. Okay. They're seven and nine. That's when Dallas sucks. Okay. Well, they're, they're rarely, they're rarely four and twelve or something like that. They suck okay. the worst times, Rick. They suck in that's the, yeah, that, yes. All you got to do is beat the Eagles where the Eagles are depleted at wide receiver and yeah. you can't beat them with a Dak, with an Amari Cooper. Let's go out to Alex Fleming. Welcome to the Evolution. What's on your mind, boss? I think I almost had a heart attack when you said winning team and Jets in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I said they're, they're just in the season. At nine, they're going to finish last. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Rick is absolutely right. Some teams are just born to fail. Like Cleveland, <laughs> and the one year that they were actually good, they got bounced by Pittsburgh. I can remember another year where they had a winning record, but due to percentage points, they didn't make the playoffs, which was a shame. Mm-hmm. And then they fired the coach for having a winning record. It's like it, it didn't make any damn sense. But Cleveland right now is just head and shoulders above the Jets, and Cleveland is a dumpster fire. You got all that firepower, and Joku wants out. You got a crying wide receiver who actually spoke the truth today, whether you like OBJ or not. Nah. Absolute fact is the truth. Oh, Alex, we'll get, we, we can get into that because I do not agree. Fair enough. Um, fix the offensive line. You know, Baker is not going to have any excuses. I mean, this guy's got more commercials than he has W's. <laughs> Everybody wants to blame everything but the quarterback. Now, here's what I'll pose since this is Tampa Bay and this is Bucks Report and this is Sports Web. If people had half the energy they had towards Jameis Winston and looking at Baker Mayfield, why are they not asking for this man's hand? Oh, listen, coming. listen, you can't blame you. You can sit here and you can say, I blame the quarterback, but they've had like 143 quarterbacks in the last 20 years and they've all su- Everybody sucks. They always suck. The problem comes from above that. Well, it, it, what his point is, is that Browns fans are more forgiving. I think Winston, any anytime he, the first time he was drafted, he was a Florida State Seminole. He had no chance because you have Gator fans here. You have Hurricane fans here. First pass he threw was an interception. Everybody wanted him out of town. So to your point, I think Browns fans are more forgiving because there is no allegiances to college football teams. With all that being said, does Baker have more talent around him than Jameis? Absolutely. And I really believe that this is a year where if he doesn't get it done, this new coach, this is not his guy. And this is where you get into changing coordinators, changing coaches, where you ruin a quarterback's development. This is not his guy. Who's to say Stefanski doesn't go to Brown's ownership and say, you know what? Because this is not my guy, let's give up on this guy. Let's go for a first-round pick, much like the Arizona Cardinals did with getting a Kyler Murray after dra- drafting a Josh Rosen. 
So there's no guarantees that Baker Mayfield, if he doesn't succeed this year, is going to be back in Cleveland. I agree with you on that, and that's the difference between Browns, Browns fans and Bucks fans. And to that point, Winston was given five years. Baker hasn't even hit that fifth year yet, but he's been given more weapons around him and there's higher expectations for Baker. Amen to that. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned, mm-hmm. man, man. Uh, <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. Say, let, yes. Yes, dumpster fire number two, the East Coast dumpster fire. Woof. I mean, I've talked to New York people, you know, real-blooded New Yorkans, mm-hmm. you know, people who even root for the Mets, and they're embarrassed about the Jets. Well, what's when, worse, the Mets? They always. I mean, that's that. You're just that's what they are. That's just why are you embarrassed when it's this way year after year after year after year? <laughs> I mean, if you choose to marry the ugly girl. Don't. What are you embarrassed for? You made the call. I mean, it's your decision. <laughs> you you made that decision. Um, you know, I've I've had people in my family say, "Why don't she marry, you know, an ugly girl?" Because uh, I don't want to. <laughs> if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, you find an ugly girl and you make it your wife. Right. If you Pretty want to, we'll have you crying the blues. But when the ugly girl leaves, she ain't nothing to lose. Can we just have something in between? I can. Wasn't always there. Happen? You go. You know. Uh, can it? Can it be? You know. I don't know. I, I, I'm. I'm at a loss at this. But guy. that's what. That's exactly what. What you're saying is correct, though. And I mean, as it, much as it's funny and everything, there's a there's a whole lot of truth in the fact that it's like, look, man, can I. If you're a Jets fan or a Browns fan, can we just not be embarrassing? I yeah. mean, that's 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 really all you're asking for. You're saying they're they're forgiving. Well, yeah. I mean, we they seem like they're forgiving. It's because th- their expectations are so low. They they just just it, <laughs> they just want something that's not awful. They're masochists. They're diehards. Go ahead, Alex. Guys. Can we look at the dichotomy of the Jets and the Cleveland Browns? Sure. The Jets haven't done a damn thing since Joe Namath, and they're known more for a butt fumble by Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. The Browns haven't been relevant since Jim Brown. As a matter of fact, the original <laughs> left Cleveland. Well, hold on. Eric, I, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Alex, hold on now. Hold on. They had some Bernie Kosar. I tell you right now, Bernie Kosar, very underrated quarterback. Eric Biner. Yeah, yeah. Or Curtis, whatever his name was. Yeah, uh, Ernest Biner. Yes. Ernest Biner. Yes, Browns fans hate that name. Yeah, but I'm sure they do. It's a shame. Back then in the 80s, but you're exactly right. Both of these teams have been irrelevant, but they've had their moments. The Browns have had their moments. The Jets, you know, they had a couple AFC championship games with yeah. a butt fumble himself and Rex Ryan. Uh, but they haven't. They weren't able to get over the top. And then after that, it's been a dumpster fire. And same thing for the Jets. What is the constant? Not drafting guys uh, when you get rid of players uh, or not getting the right position. And when you draft a quarterback, it's going to set your franchise back five years, especially if you miss out on them. Johnny Menzel. All right. And, go it, and it feels like they that the Browns always have almost New England like draft picks, like a ton of draft picks. I, I don't know what it is. It's whenever you're watching the draft, it's like, well, in this round, the Browns have. Three, you have three picks in the next round. They have, and then a few years later, it's like, well, where, what happened to them all? I mean, guys, guys, let's let's be completely honest. mm -hmm. Now, if we're looking at, let's say that we're looking and we're being honest at this 2017 draft, and 
Cleveland has the first and the fourth pick. And anyone in their right mind is going to say, hey, we should probably grab Saquon Barkley. And let me be the first to say, I love Nick Chubb. Sure. I love Nick Chubb. Right. But with that being said, if you grab Saquon Barkley, who's to say that Mr. whatever the hell his name is from Oklahoma isn't there at the number four pick? Well, I mean, there was a lot of contention that the Patriots are trying to trade up for him. I'll, I'll give you another one. Why not get yourself two bookend defensive ends when you have an opportunity to get a Bradley Chubb? You have Bradley Chubb, Miles Garrett, instead of drafting a Denzel Ward. Although Ward has been uh, productive, I didn't like the Baker Mayfield pick. I still don't like it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Alex, we got to run. But Wednesday night, my friend, definitely get on here on the Evolution. All right? Yes, sir. All right, Alex Swimming, the flamethrower himself of fantasy flavors. Rick Hughes, go ahead and promote yourself because we got to get out of here. Free All right, guys. Uh, just uh, September 13th, the new show starts. Please come be a part of that. I think it's going to be a blast, but it will be a whole lot more fun if you're there. Uh, you can go to CheapSeats.live on the internet. You can go to CheapSeats.live on Facebook or CheapSeats underscore live on Twitter. Uh, those are the ways to reach me. Please keep in touch. Uh, let's talk. Talk to me. And uh, in the meantime, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, and be smart. All right. There you go. We will talk more about the XFL tomorrow night. Thanks a lot, Rick Hughes. Appreciate you. All right? Thank you. You have a great night. All right. You too, buddy. There you go. So that is your three-hour extravaganza. It's the Sports Web Pro Football Edition on the Landry Football Network. Join the 65,000 following we have here on Facebook, of course, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and, of course, the Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. Do three things for me on this early Tuesday morning because Monday is over. Bring your passion. Bring your excitement. Just don't bring any nonsense. I'm your host, Peter Blake, and I'll see you tomorrow night live on the Evolution of Sports Talk Television at 10 o'clock, your Buccaneer edition of the Sports Web. Have a good night. Sports Web, a sports talk show for the hardcore fans. Bring your passion, bring your excitement, just don't bring any nonsense. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.